Don't you dare touch that dial. This is Big Dave Z, everybody. I'm going to cry, whip, and wail. Plus, I got a thousand messages for y'all. But first of all, I want to ask that dude with uh, two fingers missing on his right hand a big question. Man, why, baby? Please leave the ladies alone. Ripper, leave them alone. Episode 182. (laughs) So that's our new introduction. We just decided, why wait till 200? 250, something 150 would change up the thing. Nope, 182 is when all right, all right goes out the window and we start with this. <laughs> all it took was New York Ripper and I was just so <laughs> inspired by that DJ. I said, man, this is the kind of enthusiasm I should come in with. You know, <laughs> enthusiastic and cool at the same time, which is kind of me in a nutshell. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to say, don't touch that dial and all that, that, that hip <laughs> shit. I guess it's better than I could have done that. You're right. <laughs> See, there you go. That's good too. Shit. So yeah, 182. What's up, everybody? We're, uh... 182. Yeah, boy. I don't know. It seems like it's been a while. Has it been a while, or does it? Does it? It seem has like been a while. No, it has been a right? while because we we t- we talked about getting one out while we were both off. Right. But we didn't. Do it. I don't know what happened. I know you were in Fishland for fucking. It would seem like three weeks, but you were you were seeing <laughs> I fish, and I and I was painting the, the house. That's all I oh. know. I did a lot of painting this week, and and I just took one day and I just said, "Fuck, man, I am so behind on 2022 horror films." It was starting to feel like it was like a weight on me, even though this should be enjoyable. I'm like I really have to start catching up on shit. So I think I've watched like six now. So I feel really I feel wow. like six more, not six in total, six more. Oh, but, I know that. So, so now yeah. I feel a little bit a little better. But uh yeah, still a ton to watch, obviously. And you know, um I've I've made a master list of ones that are available or that are coming soon or that we suspect will come this year as the, the list that I think I'm gonna follow. And of course if any surprises pop up I'll 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 add them to the list. But I think I'll be coming in, you know, more like what you're trying to do or accomplish. I think I'm going to hit 60 tops. But it's, it's going to be, I'm not going out of my way to any more to watch shit. Like, I did watch a few shit balls earlier this year. But It'll I'm, happen. I'm, I'm, I'm trying just to focus on, on the ones I'm hearing, you know, great things about uh, and, and go from there. Well... You've done a lot more than I have then. I mean, well, I, as far as movies are concerned, because I haven't watched a 2022 movie since, what, since I saw Nope at the theater. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I slowed down. I, I slowed down a little bit in my 1980 movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying, I'm trying to do something where I'm watching, you know, an 80, where I'm watching a 2022, and then where I'm watching a movie that may or may not be qualifying for my top 100. Because after I made my top 100, I started thinking about some other things. And I was like, man, there are some movies out there that I know are are highly touted. And I just maybe haven't watched them in years. And then there's some other ones that I'm like, man, these movies are really groundbreaking at the time. What they did and what they inspired. Maybe they should make the list based on that because of how important they were. And then I started... Well, Important but, is different because know, then that goes into that doesn't become your favorite, right? Or, right? So that's exactly it. Like this is the ongoing question. Important. You just I think you just proved the point finally. Is that yes, Nosferatu 
was an important film. And then they're talking about that other one, the the buggy from hell or whatever, the demon buggy. I don't oh, know. The, the phantom Baby carriage. carriage. Yeah. Buggy from hell. It sounds like a, like a live ripoff. I haven't seen it. I, I, everybody said I should check it out, but I can tell you, I, I, sh- I will be shocked if it blows me away to the extent that it will now be put on my list because then that means I've outed a movie or, or, or booted off a movie that is held I've held in such high regard or I love and I've seen multiple times and whatever. See, I think part of this list will be because of the people that are putting this list together, very few are going to be people that watch the movie once and that's it. There's a handful because I, I think like, you know, well, even Watson now so it sounds like he, he rewatches films. But I remember one one once upon a time he mentioned he's not big into rewatches or, or revisiting movies. So he he will typically do the one watch done. But I would assume that the ones that he rewatches for the most part, other than for podcast prep, are because they mean something to him or hold a special place in his heart. And I think that's what this list is going to be. The movies that hold a, a special list, a place in our heart. Like, again, I could would talk until I'm blowing the balls as I'm doing right now with Friday the 13th. I love it. You love it. Yeah, yeah. But, do. I mean, it's been critically, from a mainstream critic, been just, like, destroyed over the years. Well, of course. Of Over the years. But we seem to see something else in it. But then there are other horror fans that can't stand it. And that's it. That's personal taste and personal preference. And, and you can't help avoid that when critiquing a film. You can't. Right. No. Because it's still going to be your personal viewpoint on that direction or that cinematography. Because you're not a cinematographer. You're not a director. You're a film critic or whatever. And I'm talking about the mainstream critics. So there's always going to be a personal spin. But then you get those ones that you would say lightning in a bottle or the ones that seem to be more universally accepted. Like if you're going by this year, the Black Phone would be the best year movie of the year. Just based on... Just based on hoopla, hoopla, hoopla. Yes, him. Um, <laughs> you're right, I guess, because it does. It does seem to be all over the place and have a lot of ratings. But and I still haven't watched it yet. But I will see. I've got these movies on my shelf because I know I have a, a feeling that I'm going to at least enjoy them enough. So I'm like, okay, let's save these for special times. And if I have a cold run or something or whatever, I just for some reason when I know everybody's loving something, I tend not to run out right away unless it's a theater experience. But same. If, if it's if, right, if it doesn't, I need, have I need to it be, to cool. I need to yes. it to cool down, and then I could go and just just focus on it and not feel like the hype. I went out with Malignant. That's probably why I've never. I still haven't gone back mm. to see that again because everybody was blowing it left, right, and center. I'm like, I can't wait, and I don't know. I just was like, this is a like this is an abomination. Yes, I'm using that term. I was shocked at how much I disliked that movie when I saw it. I it just I was just shocked flabbergasted i have a source right here i was flabbergasted today there you go there he is <laughs> flabbergasted <laughs> but we're so like i mean the sadness eric webster talked about this eons ago so did brian and jamie i've been people this love has been, this has been waiting for me to watch on shutter for months months and i haven't watched it yet mm-hmm. now that was going to be one of the ones i was going to watch this week and I still said, hmm, let me get to this one first. I, it's like I'm almost just like waiting. Yep. Because I'm expecting that I'm going to love it. So I'm just waiting. I don't know why I do this to myself, but I'm waiting. Me too. It's the same thing. It's, I, I'm hoping I'm going to love it. I'm expecting that I, 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 at least I'm not going to watch it. And it's, it's 
going to be a waste of my time where I wouldn't think that it's at least, you know, a seven or higher. That's just the way I feel. But if everybody likes it, it's going to be pretty rare that I'm going to put it on and be the one guy to hate it. The only time that would happen is if it was a typical, bleh, I can't even talk still, um, uh, not typical, a particular type of movie that was like a goofy or something. Like, like let's talk about, what do you call it? A uh, phantom, whatever the hell his name was, Gorman. Okay, Psycho Gorman, right? So, <laughs> so he was in the Psycho carriage. Gorman. He was in the baby carriage from that <laughs> <Phantom> movie. <laughs> that's right. It's a combination. Oh, that's amazing. Phantom Gorman. We, yeah. There should be a spinoff. Psycho carriage. Right. Oh, Psycho carriage actually kind of sounds good. But the killer baby. That's more of a cheap killer baby sounding thing. Psycho <laughs> carriage, like Psycho cop. Which, how ridiculous is it that they had a maniac cop and they turned around and made a movie called Psycho Cop? How, when you were a kid and you saw that, am I the only asshole that sees something like oh, that? Yeah. So that's an obvious stupid ripoff movie. It's not going to be good. Is the yeah, first but thing. I like Maniac Cop 1 and 2. I don't know which one. If both of them are out by the time Psycho Cop came out. I can't remember the time frame. But I did watch Psycho Cop and it was brutal. I remember thinking it was horrible. But then I watched Psycho Cop Returns. And I actually huh. remember liking it. Now, I've revisited it since, and I, I'm like, why did I like this? But it was I remember it being go- almost like it knew it was goofy. took place okay. in a high-rise, and it was just a little bit more extreme. It had, uh, you know, gore, and it was a little, it was a m- little bit more um, fun, I guess. But I don't know if that's a recommend. But definitely better well, than Psycho Cop. <laughs> I just... That, I, I agree that, with what you're saying. I, about so you do agree. So you when you were... You were able to, to have to have that discerning eye as, as somebody renting, you know, VHS during during the heyday or to come across a movie like, OK, Mani- whether or not you liked Maniac Cop or didn't. The fact is a movie like called Maniac Cop already exists. Right. It, it got public. It, it got, you know, a little attention. It, got, it came to the theater. It was in Fangoria. It was a known title at the time. I didn't even see it yet because I didn't really care about a cop. <laughs> so what do I care about a cop killing? You know, so anyway, it just didn't really. The rationale. Didn't it, it, yeah. It, yeah. That's it. it, it always... No, but a I cop. share similarities to you, buddy. Like I, okay. the, the cover art, like there's certain cover arts that you thought or names of movies that like Fright Night, for instance, that that, that you're not. We're not hot on, but the cover art in that name, I was like, I wanted to see that movie. Couldn't wait to right. see it. Uh, but it, for a lot of times, I, I will. There's a combination. How does this cover look? What's the back? The back art yep. look like? You read who's yep. the distributor, and and, and and I would look at some of those things, and you sort of, you know. But I've I've definitely rented, um, whether by accident or on purpose, a lot of stinkers over the years. Oh yeah, but I, I but I definitely avoided a lot as well by by doing that. But I went out of my way to try to find uh, more obscure ones. And like when I when I fell in love with the Toxic Avenger, anything right. that was in that realm, so that led me to trauma, right? So then I I went down the whole trauma rabbit hole, and or anything that was trauma esque, which mm-hmm. usually uh, was not good. Usually, right. They were more one-and-done movies you can go, you can yeah. laugh, watch them with buddies and this and that. They weren't something that, that you're going to look back upon and, and, and want to keep and say, okay, this is going to go on my, my, my tape with Dawn of the Dead and Evil Dead or something like that. It, it wouldn't be that caliber. But the Psycho yeah. Cop thing, you see that movie on the shelf, right? That's what, that's what, that's what, I, 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 that's what I'm trying to figure out here. Am I, was I the only guy? 
and, and, and whatever influence I had on my friends rented that when I see something like that, knowing that there's already a maniac cop, that another movie can't comes out a year later or whatever, and it's called Psycho Cop. Am I the only guy that looks at that and looks and thinks that it's going to be a shit ball because it's like a ripoff in, in, in so many ways? Or do you see that and say, yeah. "Oh, now there's a Psycho Cop"? I'm, yeah. I've always had, I've always been in, in the mind state that when I see something that's an obvious a ripoff that's so poor that they have to do that. Just like any any time a movie compared itself to to the the Freddy to the Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. or Halloween yeah. or Jason, it was an automatic turnoff to me. Even as a kid, I'm like, well, they those movies no, didn't. I was a mark, as you like to say. I was a mark. I I would say that more times than not, I'm like. I was aware of it. I'm not saying I was oblivious to what they were doing or whatnot, right, but no, I, I it smart. actually, yeah. I think there was intrigue. Oh, let me see that they that they succeed, and more times than not, they did not succeed. But right. every now and then, you might find one that was like, "Wow, that's actually was a surprise." I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. Oh, I guess I mentioned Psycho Cop Returns or Psycho Cop Two. There you go. It's a gem. I enjoyed it comparatively. <laughs> a gem might be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not making my 100 list. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, even if that list went to a thousand, I'm pretty sure Psycho <laughs> Cop Returns is not rearing its head in that in that uh, list. And that but, well, okay, I would expect I wouldn't expect that out of you. I yeah. may expect that out of like Dave Parker or somebody, because they just happen to have a you know a, an affinity towards. Things like that, and I wish I had that kind of kind of eye, where certain things didn't bother me the way they do with the aesthetic or this or that or so or, or whatever. Like I, anything, anything SOV, I automatically can't. Yep. I can only have so much love for it because it's something that I could have done, or in some things that I did do with the VHS and the eighty. It's oh. just, I just can't get past I have, it. I have a total you know? bias with that man. I'm right there with yeah. you. I cannot. I can't watch. Shot on video. Now, shot on digital, right. shot on digital or this new wave, what we're seeing, because of the fact that, you know, okay, I get it. It's not film. And and, and, and I don't want to be raked over the coals, even though, really, there's not that many people that ever get, like, into these conversations with us, even after watching, listening to the show. They'll comment on this and that, but never when we get into filmmaking techniques, for the most part. But... They believe it, us. At least, and at <laughs> least, I think, has a closer aesthetic. It's not film. I'm going to fucking just say that again. But you can now record at 24 frames. You now have a lot more, um, like, the lenses that you use could be exactly what you would use for film. And the cameras now, uh, with the resolution and exposure and everything that you're able to do and manipulate with them, now can help mimic how film cameras once were, or or are. Because most of these movies that we're watching in Shutter right now, Guaranteed, they were shot on on like red or or black magic. These are just types of of cameras that are, are doing this or Canon. Like all of the, they're they're not shot on film anymore. We know. No. I, I think everybody knows this, but you know, Sadly. Tarantino will probably be the one shooting on film, and everybody else is going to be shooting on these, which is just the reality of the situation. And it de- depends. But every now and then, you know, the, most of it looks great, and every now and then it will look a little videoy. Yeah. Every now and then, but. To get back to what you're saying, because uh, I'm rambling today, for I guess that's the oh, good pouring through my veins. SOV is 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 just I can't do it. Like the boarding houses, like the boarding house. There's you know uh, blood cult. Like there's there's a ton of them. There's a ton yeah. of them, and I know there's a 
I know that, you know, 20, if you want that stuff, go and listen to 22 Shots because they've covered it. And I think that they, they actually admire and like it. I do not. I do not. Yeah, me neither. I wish I did. I, I don't mean to sound like a snooty, you know, person that like it's below me, but I just can't get past the look of it. It's just, yeah, it's not you know what me, it, it is? Just, it blows me. It right. just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it second rate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, That's it, what it, 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 yeah. It's like this, and this is what I said, and don't get offended. Actually, you won't because I don't think you care about football whatsoever. But to me, like every uh, like regular movies are like are like the NFL, right? Football, top of the freaking world, and an SOV is basically the CFL. <laughs> it's my feel. I'm not gonna watch yeah. a CFL football game, no matter how, yeah. even the best CFL if football you lived, game. If you live in Saskatchewan, you'd watch it for the Rough Riders. But that's it. I hope even yeah, that's what it, it is, is right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm even hoping that I got the team right. It is, but the, it's funny because that's all they've got there. They don't even have, they don't have a national hockey team. They've got the CFL. They've got their that's what they've got. But I I'm right there with you, man. I yeah. watched the Great Cup when I was a kid a handful of times, and that was it. Like right, it just it, it you I you know it's a good analogy. It's a good comparison. I the um the reality is though it's also just like most of the time they didn't have great scripts either. So let's not talk about that like most most of the time right. and or the acting was very amateur to on top of it because i had no budget or the effects right. were not always that great no that that is relative because you have the guy that did zombie 90 extreme pestilence which i had and again absolute stinkaroo from a cinematic film quality wise uh standpoint excuse me but from a gore standpoint was fantastic fantastic but well, okay. those are few and far between as well. Right. Like 555, I think, was shot on video. Um, yeah. I maybe video it. violence, one and two. Maybe. <laughs> shot on video. <laughs> I, always get, I always get that one confused with the other one, video, the video dad or something else. And well, that was I shot think... on video as well. I'm pretty sh- Maybe I'm wrong with that one. Maybe I that one was were, were shot on film. Because I think Dave Parker recently just told me about it. There was something going on. I think he said Video Dead was a... I could be wrong, but see, he might, knows. Yeah. He knows that stuff. Moods knows it. They're into it. And that's fine. I, I'm not knocking it. I, I, it's like it's like I say, I wish that every time I, I sat down and watched a movie, I walked away and it was a, at least a 7 out of 10. Why would I want it to be anything else? Why would I Why would I not want to enjoy something? Some people like to not enjoy because they like to critique because it, it makes them sound smarter. Or it, they think that it makes them sound smarter when they can pick apart inferior type filmmaking or something like that. I don't. I, I don't get off on that thing. I just. I just want to watch movies and enjoy them. And if I already know I'm not going to enjoy a movie, the aesthetic of it and this and that, it's just not going to be for me no matter. Yeah. I, I just can't. But back it's, to the top hundred. Oh yeah. Sorry. No. Say what you were going to say. No. No. I was. I agree. I agree with you, man. It's. It. Maybe. I. I guess there's a. There's a fan out there that will venture and like every you know dave parker though he doesn't like everything no one likes everything of course not because i've, I've no. seen him go off and i right. think it was the purge franchise that he absolutely hates or and yeah, i'm sure there's does, other yeah. things and so you, you'll you'll get that because as you say there's a there's but there's a fan for everything as we've mentioned on the show as well so there's a fan for everything that's been made out there someone's gonna like it even though others will fucking hate it uh and then there's like you got this with these subgenres. That I don't know. If, well, I guess we'll have to say shot on video is sort of its its own little subgenre, and there's a ton of fans for it out there. But I will definitely say I'm uh, no, I'm not a 
I'm not a believer. I, I, I'm a hater when it comes to that. Hey, um, well, hater might be strong. I will not even give it yeah. my time. Put it that way. It's fine. And neither will I, but ultimately like, it's like we say to each their own and, and so be it. And for every toilet seat, there is an ass. Yes. You know what I mean? It just is the way it is. But I, I will say this over the last year or so specifically, I have really learned how much of, of a difference everybody's tastes are like to the maximum. Like I'm to the point now that nothing surprises me. I think sometimes some people like to tout certain types of movies or, or put down other types of movies just to like establish some sort of uh, a personality. Like someone's going to say, I, I'm the guy that loves um, this. I, lo- I love Asian horror and I hate um, Hollywood horror. And they, they don't want to be associated uh, with everything. And I, I do see that there is some of that. But for the most part, most people just like what they like. And, and there's into what they're into. And there's that old phrase. There's no accounting for taste. It, it, it doesn't have to be an insult when somebody say, when someone turns that phrase. Because I think people look at it that way. But it's really not. I just look around and I'm seeing some top 100 lists. And I'm seeing this and that. I'm like, wow, these people really like this that much. Or this guy loves this. Or, 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 you know, or this woman is into this. It's just, there's so many things that I love, nothing I love how you didn't want to, you had a, this guy like this. Oh, wait, I want to be, I don't want to leave out the ladies. This woman like that. <laughs> Uh, right, right, <laughs> and I didn't say girl either. I wanted to be, you know, you know, the girl, because girls know. But that is how I talk, guys and girls, or, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> the thing is, taste is so crazy now that it's just like I don't even question it anymore. When someone tells me that their favorite movie from this year is this, it no longer shocks me. I, I, I've grown to be so accepting of of all these tastes because I know specifically the last like two or three years, I have really been high on some movies that other people just do not like. So I know that I might have oddball taste to them in, in some ways. Yeah, and everybody can't like the same thing. But that's okay though. I mean, I don't mind. It's, I'm not, oh. it, at least I'm not shoving it down your throat and, and this and that and you, where you get sick of it. And I, I, that becomes my identity where I can't stop talking about freaking some, you know, some movie that I thought a gem from two years ago that I give a nine and everybody else thought it was a, a turd. You know, I'm not doing things, but then I'm not really on socials anyway. Oh, speaking of socials, I got to talk about that. Um, I resurrected the, uh, well, I didn't resurrect anything. I, I, <laughs> I, I wish I could resurrect it because what happened was when I went off socials, when you have Facebook and when you have Instagram, you could basically delete yourself for an amount of time they, they try to get you to choose between one and seven days, and I never do it. And I delete all the time. I come on, I activate for a day, I delete for a month or so. You know, so, but when you delete, they give you the option. It's like anywhere between one and seven days, or there's the option that says don't automatically, you know, put me back in or something like that. So you decide when you want to come back by signing into your Facebook. Same thing goes for Instagram. So that's what I was able to do. Now Twitter, Twitter's a little different. You shut down your Twitter for 30 days. You can do that, but you have to log in at some point. If you log, if you go more than 30 days, I believe was the number, and you really? don't log in, you lose your Twitter forever. And that's what happened to Exploding Heads Twitter. So it's gone. And I, at first, I was kind of over the whole 
you know, thing that that I would do as far as like uh, advertising for the podcast. And I felt we reached as far as we were going to go. Now we're just going to focus on, on Patreon and mm-hmm. hopefully try to get this movie made and all that other stuff. And I was like, okay, this is a good reason to get off. Uh, I don't have to push the podcast too hard anymore. We got a pretty good audience. Everything's cool. Let me just chill out. So that was one. That's what kept me on for the last year. I was like, man, I don't want to do this because I got the podcast. But eventually, I was like, you know what? Life is too short. I'm gonna I'm gonna be miserable online because of the podcast. Then then it's defying freaking the purpose. It's supposed to make me happy doing this, yeah. and it does, yeah, especially yeah. now. So, <laughs> oh, so I got rid of it. You mean with Brandon not here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It makes me happy, especially now. <laughs> <laughs> We don't got a deal with Brandon. How long's it been, right? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Which you know, speaking of that, no, I'll bounce around. I'm too many, too many bounces. Yeah, yeah, this sorry, is how I, my. I, I, that's my fault. <laughs> it's me. No, you you gotta have freaking. You gotta crack wise. So, oh, so Twitter. So I, I just redid my Twitter because I was talking to somebody recently, and they're kind of active on the Twitter with their podcast, and the, and the, there's a lot of networking going on there. So I wanted to start up a Twitter. Uh, redo another one, just not go crazy with it. So hold on, where the hell is it now? I just did it yesterday. I, I, it's so far gone, I can't even find it on my phone. Good lord, Twitter. What's your new handle? At Dave Z Mudflap? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, let's see. No, no, no. So let's see. So I followed a bunch of podcasts yesterday. Friends friends of the, of the podcast. Who is this girl? Why is she on my thing? Do you like my Pokemon? Why does this come up <laughs> Well, what do you think? <laughs> I'm not following anything sexual. If I were following, you know, uh, models or, or cam girls. What did she or, Do you like her Pokemons? <laughs> that's what it says. Entertainment. Yeah, just, baby hot just type, Do you like my no. Pokemon? <laughs> and move on. No, yeah. I don't. No. What does this happen? Okay, so now it's, okay. Now this is what it is. Yesterday I followed 39 and 11 followed me back. So we're getting somewhere. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> It's it's just called at Heads Horror now, H E A D S H O R R O R Heads Horror. <laughs> you can't reclaim so, your old site. I swear, I went in, and I ended up having my old Twitter from that, and I just re I just re I personalized it and relaunched it. But it's, I don't really use it. Yes. I go on it because I'm shocked how many people use Twitter still. Like I'll go to a news thing, and they're quoting Twitter. I'm like, really? I thought Twitter was dead. Like I honestly thought Twitter was dead. I was like, even like when Elon Musk was like, "I want to buy it for forty-four billion." I'm like, "Why, forty-four billion? Why?" And I think even he questioned it after because he he never pulled the trigger on the thing. Like it seems so stupid. Is that what happened? I, I'm paraphrasing, but yes, and I'm sure there's repercussions from it now because I think it was supposed to be like a done deal. It almost sounded like they, you know, it was like a spit and a handshake, and it was it was supposed to be happening. And then he's like, yeah, okay. nah, don't feel like doing it anymore. Oh, so who owns Twitter? Some unknown oh, person? Oh, the same, the same people that are the same group that, I guess. Whoever they were. Like, I don't fucking know. I don't know the ins and outs. Right. No, I hear you. I just figured All I know is that, one part. remember when Elon Musk didn't speak out constantly about things? And he was just the guy that did, like, started PayPal back in the day and, and then did, uh, and then did this, this thing with the electric cars? <laughs> that's why, you know remember remember when it was just that and space oh that's him 
Yeah, but I mean, now he is constantly fucking talking. He's almost like he's got to be like, he's like the Trump of social media. It's almost like every day he's got to have something else to say. I'm like, just fucking build the light. Get the Cybertruck out fucking finally. Do what you're <laughs> supposed to be doing. And stop with the Twitter. And stop with the social media. And stop about making fun of this, that, and the other thing. Just fucking work. It's the yeah, richest guy in the world. Work. You don't know who he is? The richest guy. I, I, well- in the world. I know he's rich. I know he owns things. I didn't know what he owned. Like, I get all those guys confused. Musk and what's his name? Joe Bagos and freaking the yeah, other Bagos? guy. and Bagos. What, whatever the hell their name is. What's his name? Joe Bagos? <laughs> what? It's, ba- <laughs> no. it's B-E-Z-O. B-Z-O? Yeah, yeah B-Z-O. Yep. Joe B-Z-O. <laughs> yeah, he's Italian. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, you, you said Bizzetto. What are you talking about? Joe Bizzetto. Hey, you see my friend over here? Joe Bizzetto. We're going to the racetrack later on. On the way, we'll pick up some cannolis. Yep. Let's go. You want some coffee for the ride? Me yep. and Joe Bizzetto. We're going. He owns, and he owns, uh, he owns Google, right? That's who that is. I don't know is. what he owns. <laughs> I just know he owns something. Amazon or some shit, maybe. Yes, I, Either way, I don't pay to... attention to these, these rich folks. He owns Yahoo. I don't care. I don't care to know who they are. How is it going to benefit my life to know any of that stuff? True. At the end of- I, I get it, but it's just that, like, okay. this, I feel like you can't avoid it. It's almost like it's always out there. He's always saying something stupid. I mean, maybe it's because I, I, I follow the electric. Who, Musk is? Yeah, Musk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's saying anyway. stupid things? Yeah, I constantly. didn't know this. I, and he, well, see, again, I'm not on socials and I don't watch the news. So if, if nobody tells me, like you or somebody at my work that happened to see something, how am I going to know? Or maybe my wife, but she she probably doesn't pay attention or anything like that. So it's like if nobody tells me, I'm not going to know. And now that I'm not on social, see, now this Twitter thing, now I'm, I'm already getting a little uneasy feeling in the stomach because now you talk about this uh, – just the thought of hearing somebody speak out, like what you were saying about this muscat doing all this stuff. You know what I mean? I don't even what? want to be privy to it. <laughs> yeah, muscat, not a muskrat, a muscat. <laughs> but I don't even want to be privy to that because if I see something like that once on this Twitter thing, which I'm just trying to use for a little bit of marketing, um, well, I don't know. I it, it, I may not last very long. I just don't have a desire. To see this stuff, to know this stuff. When I joined, I, short, man. And I put in our, our our groups about the slasher, the slasher social media thing. I mean, it is another social media thing. But oh, I, that's I mean, right. I, I feel like they've done a decent enough job. But I mean, I joined it, didn't really do much. I just sort of navigated through it. There's not too much to see. It's like, it's like there's a feed, and like you know, you're bloody disgusting, and whoever else will. We'll have things uh, running through it. I'm sure it will grow. There's a lot of horror fans on there. Uh, and if you only want horror and you don't want all the politics and bullshit, it might be a great, you know, option. So let me ask you this. People are on there. There's a feed like a Facebook and they can yeah. only post horror things. Yeah. Who? What's to stop somebody from posting a political link? Is there a, do they have something about block on there? Uh, I, I, you know what? Good question, but I'm sh- I'm sure based on how they say what the, what the few rules that they have are, um, they have a, way less censorship actually than Facebook does, um, as well. But we'll see how that all, you know, comes together. Right now, it seems like based on what I've seen, it's all pretty straightforward. Like people just with their goofy masks or, or posting about a movie nice. they've watched, and all that. Okay, shit, you know what I mean. 
Um, I like so that. That's what I want it to be. It's it's literally as if you went into your your Facebook news feed and it was just horror constantly, as opposed to everything that you've you know linked to that you've liked. Um, which in some cases might just be horror for some people, right. but a lot of cases it's not, it's, it, there's more to it. So, so far so good. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's, uh, um, I think room morgue has something to do with it. So there's, um, um, like right now I'm looking at an ad to subscribe to room morgue magazine, but then it will be then an, like no different than Facebook where every fifth post will be some sort of advertisement, but it's horror related. Right. No, no, that's fine. That's see that that I can I can dig it and that's something I can play with like once a week. You know, just a tiny bit and get on there. That could be something. It's just so hard to avoid because everybody puts their politics into everything nowadays. Like even yesterday on Twitter, I was just like trying to follow some old uh you know, old uh, accounts that I followed in the past and I was just playing around for a few minutes. And I saw two different things, and they both equally, you know, aggravated me. Like one, like right in the description of their podcast, they call themselves a something about the left and their horror fans or something like that. I'm like, well, now you've already alienated half your potential audience. Yeah, Why do you have stupid. to identify or even talk about it on your show? Which is fine, but whatever, that's their choice. Then I saw another person talking about, you know. He, he puts conservative in, in capital letters. And, and again, it's a horror person. It's a horror news or a horror-related thing. But he, this person that operates it has to go out of his way to talk about conservative this and hashtag this. Like the and worst like, marketing you know, known to man. I mean, well, you're, you're right. Seriously. I mean, I go, I see what they're trying to do, but you've just fucking alienated. Again, unless their whole pre, the whole point of the show, their whole structure has this leaning whether it be left or right. I mean, uh, we've had segments where it would go that way and most, but we try to avoid, we try to avoid. Yeah, sir. It was, it's difficult in some cases, but we've tried to avoid. We're anyway, good. Well, I think at it, you know, Biden uh, sleeps through fireworks. That's what I remember. I told you <laughs> <laughs> last summer when I drove down, it was the weirdest, most random thing. I think I brought it up on the show again, but I'm going to say just so that we, we hit both. Cause I made a Trump, a Trump joke earlier. This will be a Biden joke, but this is a true story. We're driving down yeah. through fucking New York state uh, and get down to Jersey. And there was a fucking bulldozer, like a decrepit old bulldozer parked at the side of the road in front of someone's house and spray painted on like the, you know, I, I don't know the term, but the, the fucking the lift, the, the 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 front portion of it was spray painted. Biden, yeah, the scooper, the pooper scooper. Biden sleeps <laughs> through fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I, you can't help but laugh. It, right. I don't care what political. It's just this fucking. I mean, what? Right. And I just laugh. So for like now we've remembered that it's still a joke. Every now and then we'll we'll say it, especially if he pops up on TV. Like you know right, that guy right. he sleeps through fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. See, sleeps through yeah, fireworks. Nice. But people can't help themselves, and it's too bad. But whatever. I don't even want to think about them. It's a but. Dude, why would you alienate your audience? It's the ultimate thing. Like, yeah. I remember I took my daughter to, um, she was going to meet a doctor at something, some doctor's office, and next door there was- Dr. Vinny like Boombats? You know my doctor, yeah, Dr. Vinny Boombats. No, Dr. Joe Bagos. Him. <laughs> Bezzetto. Bezzetto. Joe Bezzetto, yes. <laughs> Unreal. Is that a director, too, named Bagos or something like that? You're oh. thinking of the guy that uh, has done um, all those really good, low-budget uh, the Mind's Eye. I yeah. Think, um, What's his name? Well, let me look it up. But it's not the same. 
because I don't think he's got a Z in his last name. But let me just... Joe Begos, B-E-G-O-S. That's the guy I said, though, that, that owned yeah. uh, Amazon or one of them things. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the hell it is. <laughs> but now I'm thinking there's a director with the same name. It's Jeff. <laughs> Whatever the hell it Holy is. Holy fuck. It's, this is fucking... Anyway. Anyway, whoever it is. Joe Begos, Joe Bezzetto, Bezzetto. Anyway, there was a store, a convenience store next to this place, and they had some type of sign in their window and I forgot what side it was on, but it doesn't matter to me. Bottom line is I remember I told my daughter right then and then, I go, you see this here? I will never shop at a place like this. And people people shouldn't. I go, because you're already alienating. That's a, that's the punishment you should get for alienating half of your audience, uh, your potential customers, I should say, by putting your political beliefs in your storefront window. A store is there to make money yeah. and for, for no other Stop. reason. Not, it's a not dumbass to, reason. Right, and don't share your and things like that because now it's the same thing. I'm not, I don't do it. Just so I said, I will, will never support them, even if I believe in what they. I could Business walk by 101. and every belief I have. What's that? Business one hundred and one. I mean, why? Why would you? I right. mean, that's the problem with everybody now. They want everybody to know their business, but you're a fucking business. Like that's the right. that's the only business you should be caring about. True. And this is what the world is treated into because that's just fucking stupid. Like, why Jerry, would you want to do that anyway? It doesn't. Yeah, but it's just like if I walked by a place and every thought I had about like the top 10 hot button topics in politics, if I walked by a place and everything they posted, I 100 percent agree with all 10. I just so happened to, which is well, probably never happened. <laughs> but if it did happen, I still wouldn't go in that store. I'd say, well, screw you for, for, for making that public. Just like I always say, you know, if I hit the lottery, one of the first things I would do is buy a sledgehammer, and I would find every car that had a political sticker on it, both sides, and smash the fucking windshield and say, fuck you. I'd leave a note. Keep your fucking opinions to yourself and go to the booth on voting day. Voting day. Fuck you. And I would smash their car. That's, if I was that billionaire why, winner. Why have you won the lottery? <laughs> So that you could pay for the damages after if they find you? Right, because I wouldn't give a shit. I, if I won the lottery, I could act and do whatever I wanted to do. Right? I could do this. What are you going fucking... to do I would go gonna... and do shit. Again, that would be so low on the list of shit that I'd want to do if I won the lottery. I don't even think it's making any list of, of, of shit that I would do, <laughs> to be honest, if I won the lottery. And oh. I can almost guarantee, maybe other than Jamie... No, Jamie wouldn't even do that. Nobody else listening to the show will be doing that if they won the lottery. <laughs> I'd have Nobody. fun with it, though. I'd eat a gummy. I'd walk around town. I'd be happy. Like, smash yeah, VHS tapes. If I got, if I smash anything, VH, I just buy all the VHS, all the three of the meat hooks, and just fucking smash them into oblivion. Oh, it'd be great, wouldn't it? And post that online. Could you yeah. imagine how upset yeah, for, some people would be? <laughs> yeah. No, they don't care. They don't care, Dave. They don't care. Yeah. It'll, be for, it'll be for you and me. It'll just be for they're you and me. Yeah, they don't care. And they're 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 in their freaking they're they're shivering and on their couch freaking. They couldn't stand to watch it probably. What are you doing? God, are you this guy's so cringe, man. Look look what he's doing. He's so cringy. Right. <laughs> yeah. But wouldn't it be fun to to take a sledgehammer and just take shit out just because you didn't care. Just because you've always things that like or, or people that park in like double spaces that that take oh, two I... two space for, spots for their car or they park in the back of the thing and they they, they park it uh, you know horizontally just just oh. to do it because they got a special car I would oh, smash someone posted someone posted this on uh, on Facebook again you know because everybody likes to tell every fucking bit of their life so the guy of course posted. 
that he parked like that. So his argument was, hey, oh I parked at the very back of the parking lot. So not near, not like in, not near a bunch of cars, not near anything, but at the very back of the parking lot, I, I parked in the middle of two spots and somebody, and God bless this person, someone parked right beside him. The same like, way? Shitty. Just to park I right beside him. Yeah, and he got all mad going, why the fuck? And then people were like, yeah, I can't believe there's people like that saying the other person. Yeah. But there, right. I thankfully, thankfully, because this was on his feed, just as many people were saying, I see two assholes here. Right, that's all I see. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, why would you even post this, you fucking idiot? Because that's you know? an asshole move. I don't care how far. And it wasn't like he had the fucking nicest car in the world. It was like a Chevette. That wasn't a Chevette. Right. But, I mean, like, you know, wow. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I Don't get me wrong. We've all had people ding our cars. Ding our cars or whatever like that. Fuck, if I had a Lamborghini, I'd park it wherever the fuck I'd park it. I'm not going to do me that. Too. I would never do that dick move. It's just a fucking dick move. And there's other yeah. asshole people out there. I get it. There are people that will bang it and whatever. But... God, that 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 that's comedy genius. That that guy just said, "Fuck it." That guy still parked far, way far away, and I'm still, but like an asshole, so I'm gonna park right beside him. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Good. Yeah, I do too. And I would smash him. I would get a sledgehammer. <laughs> yes. I won the lottery, and I would. I'm telling you, I would smash some shit. I would you smash might go my to jail clock. for that, though. I wonder, what, like, would that be assault? <laughs> On the car, could this car? I don't care. Charges? Send me to jail. I just want a billion dollars. Do I'll be out in, in, in an hour. You don't want don't that care. to be known. They're gonna sue you for everything you got. You'll end up with like fucking like chicklets wow. afterwards. I don't even know. Like true. Well, you keep your mouth yeah. shut about your money. You just do yeah. what you do. Right. I mean that that is that's not. So if thing. anybody starts smashing cars in the Buffalo area after a big that's lottery it. win. Don't come looking for Dave. <laughs> right, yeah, because I've incriminated myself. Dude, I used to see this one. I used to go to this one store when I worked for AutoZone, and I used to stop at this one store for gas, and I'd go inside and get a coffee occasionally. And there was a sign in the store that, you know, it was like a typed-up thing. This one they made themselves, and it says, and they're trying to be cute, right? But it says on the thing, free ride in a cop car, just steal something. <laughs> so I always said if I fucking hit the lottery – I would go in there and steal something, wait for them to call the cops, and if they quit, I go, well, it says free ride in a cop car. I'm excited to do it, yeah. so you asked for it. Yeah. I, I did what you yeah. asked. I've I never yeah. been in a cop car before. I would just <laughs> say that just to fucking say, okay, you want to be cute? I'm going to be cute right I back I wonder if there's you. a legality. You probably can I'm sure some lawyer could twist that around that said it was like you purchased by stealing. You abided by the rules that they set in the store. Right? <laughs> I don't Some wacky way of twisting it around that it works in your favor <laughs> and you get the See, free car ride right <laughs> that's the problem with my brain that i always feel by nature just that. not well, the mud flap not just just this <laughs> i just wish i can get rid of this part of my brain where i have the i want to rebel against things like this i yeah. wish i wish i wasn't like that i wish i didn't see something like that and my first thought isn't what it was like, man, I, oh, I wish I could just come in here and steal something and this, you know, call their bluff on it and see what happens. They go, well, this is what you said. You know what I mean? I'm the, I, I, I I'm the same way, go. too. You just verbalize it. See, I, I might not say every thought, but that's what I love. That's why people love you is because you're so open and honest about it that you just say what is on your mind. I'm sure, as I've mentioned, I've had these thoughts, too. Maybe not smashing windshields of everybody that double parked, but yeah, or or. <laughs> Or whatever that I had the political beliefs put out, out there. Right. But similar, like the thought went through my head. Like it's more just why, why do you need to put the sign on your fucking lawn? 
Like, why yes. can't you just vote the way you want to vote? Right, like, why, man. Why, 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 why? Like, what? and then your housekeeping gets aged because someone has a, a different belief right. than you, and you're, whoa, 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 I can't believe what happened. Well, I mean, well, it shouldn't happen, but why would just put no. it out there? Why, why not just say, I have my beliefs, whether it's religion, whether it's whatever, politi- political beliefs, and right. just live your life. This is what I've been saying. But everybody wants to put their shit on other people. I think this You're way, right. so you should See? think this way. I mean, we made jokes about it, too. Like, you know, yeah. but we're talking about fucking movies. Like, right. oh, I can't believe you like this fucking thing or whatever. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a fucking movie. Right. This is like That's this it. is like something that like kind of shapes a little bit more. These are core people's core values and beliefs. I'm not going to shit on anybody if they believe in, in like in God or whatever religion. No, they believe why in. would I? I don't care. This is like right. like again like like not that I don't care again because that sounds like like I just don't give a shit. I just don't. It's not. It doesn't affect me. I only deal with what affects me and my immediate family and the sense. Yeah, of what, you do you. What we want to do, and if my kids say I want to go to church, I'm like, power to you. Right. You're going you alone, go. but power to you. Right. That's okay. If you don't want to yeah. go, don't go. If they want to go, by all means, go. If you're not hurting anybody by doing it, then then do what you want to do. It's like anything. And it's just like, why? I don't know. It, it, it's like you were saying, just, I, I've, I've lost my train. I just, okay, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't yes. happen. Like, if you put your thing on the front lawn, your political beliefs and this and this and this and, and someone egged your house. You are correct. It shouldn't happen that they egg your house. They're in the wrong. You're not necessarily in the wrong for doing it. If you really want to do it, it's not wrong. It's a little bit unnecessary, I suppose. Mm. But I mean, you're not wrong for doing it, but you have to be prepared to deal with the fallout because you know what's going to happen. It should, it, it's the same thing as when you go to bed at night, lock your front door. And if you don't lock your front door, well, then you kind of get what you deserve. And I'm not saying that the people that are robbing you or killing you are in the right or whatever they may do if they come in your house. Obviously, they're wrong. But we know that this is the world we live in, and we're never going to change that. It's never going to happen. You can't change humankind at this point. And you can't – you can try to educate all you want, but you can't change certain things. And people like to say things like, you know, um, we want to teach – people to, to, to defend themselves against this and this and then other people saying well what we really should be looking at are the people that they have to defend themselves against they shouldn't have to yes you are right they shouldn't have to but they should they should do it anyway to protect them like my daughter i like to have my daughter you know I, in, a, in a frame of mind where she's older where she can carry you know pepper spray or this or even a gun if i wanted her to i'm not saying i do but i'd like her to be able to prepare herself especially she's small and she's thin to defend herself against men out so there. an ak-47 and the people sure. are going to say well make- <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just giving her a, an option that. for what gun to look for I almost hurt myself. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it is America after all, right? AKs. No, but people want to sometimes say we should teach the men. The problem isn't that. The problem is the men that feel they can, they can go and touch women and do this and harass them and and behave in a manner, and that we shouldn't have to. I'm like, well, you can think that, and I'm not saying that I agree with you. You're wrong, but it doesn't mean that I shouldn't have my daughter prepared. It's the same analogy as as, as leaving your door unlocked at night or your car door if you go somewhere. You just know this is the world you live in. You just got to do it, man. And, and so what? Don't sweat it. But and again, it's anyway. not that 
because what all I'm saying is when people are like, why is everything like that? I'm just saying if we just kept shit to ourselves, but everybody's got to put their yeah. own thought process on other people. I'm not saying we can't have discussions, but these are not discussions. These are these right. are like things like people trying to egg like 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 just bug people, just try to get under the skin. Like I, I feel like everything political signs have been along for a long time. I've just seen the vast amount yes. m- that you see now at a, any election time is, it's huge comparatively. I think the back of the day. Now, maybe it's just me being older. And as a kid, I just didn't notice them as much. Maybe, but I doubt it. I doubt it because like me I too. said, I think the onset of social media and everything else has just made this. I'm going to put every thought I have out for everybody to believe it. Like, Say and God, and then if someone goes against it, it creates like an argument, not a discussion, just an argument, and it causes a lot more friction. But people are doing this on purpose to cause friction. So all the trolls are winning, yeah. unfortunately, right. and then we're falling for it. Or the people that want to respond to, it, like my mom, I tell you, what started going on? I said, "Mom, you gotta stop responding to anything political. You're never yeah, gonna win because they live off it. They feed off of it." Like negative. That's what the, the the movie we should make should be. Forget the slasher that we wrote. We should just talk about like it, like it just feeding off negative energy and, and working. Isn't that what? Uh, I'm sure there's a movie that there's a movie that's out like that. I think M Night, that one that he did that was not great. The one no, that was vegetation. That was uh, nature coming back, wasn't it? What the happening? Uh, yeah, the happening. The wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I try to I try to relate it back to horror so that we don't get okay. Canceled. I'll bring it back to horror. I'll bring it back to horror. The top hundred. I'm going to mention it again because yeah, I, we don't have enough I, submissions. I don't want this to be a, a flop. There's so much. Good. We need to come up with 200 different movies. We only have so many uh, people, like a dozen or something. We got and, and there's like my initial what we said was it's only a month off now. So and I guess mm-hmm. it could be extended a little bit because of the shows because we've had a couple months where the shows didn't come out in threes. So now all of a sudden, the show that was supposed to be out in January, it's pushed at least till February now. And I, I wanted an early date to get everything in just because I was anticipating a lot of being handed in like last time and to give myself enough time to do all the math and figure it out. And that's more than enough time. That was like three, four months. So but it, so I didn't have to kill myself you know, in one week adding everything up And because uh, truth is uh, it can be extended. That's fine, because I, and I keep hearing, you know, little messages and people are saying that they're going to send it and this and that, but we got to get on it. So, but but to the top 100, this is my question. I want to talk about, this. like, movies nowadays, I do a lot of rewatching, as you know, and especially for the last, like, since we've been doing the podcast for end of year stuff. I, I want to make sure I watch it at least twice. So now, I have movies that are real high up with, like, a 9.5. And I have a good, a good decent amount of them for the past, like, you know, since like 2015. I would say at least, I don't know, 15. They're prob- I probably have that many. But I'm looking at some of these titles and I'm like, do I really believe that the ritual, which I loved and give it a 9.5, do I really truly believe that this is one of the top 100 movies of all time? Something about some of these recent movies and those high ratings – I, I ponder that. I don't know if it sits right with me to have something so new be on this top 100 horror movies, of all, but yet I have no problem putting The Witch or Midsommar or Hereditary on that list. Well, then there you go. Then that you've just answered probably your own question. But I, 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 that's what I was saying. Nostalgia comes into play. There's a bit of weight to the thing, 82. 
there's a bit of weight to Dawn of the Dead. They're not, they can't be dethroned for me because no, they've, they, A, they're fantastic fucking movies and right. B, they, they, I grew up with them. And so the nostalgia's a fucking bitch to kill. <laughs> so it's going to play into it, but let's face it, those movies are great. There's only a handful of people that will go look at those now and say, well, no, those are not great movies or I don't see it or they're overrated is the, the big the big comment that everybody likes to use. But for the most part, I mean, more more times than not, what I'll hear more so, at least in the last five plus years, is that, oh, I much prefer Day of the Dead to Dawn. And okay, no problem. I, I can't disagree. I love Day of the Dead too. Uh, but Dawn is, Dawn is like the one I put, I put up there, but I love day. Like day will probably, both of them will probably be on my list. In fact, all three of them will probably be on my list. No question for me. They're all tens for me. Honestly, yeah. I love like, them all. No, and I, and I, there's no way I've been a day guy. Be. I've been you've a been, day you've been guy. A, for oh, day. I thought day something guy. else. <laughs> I've been a gay guy. No, a yeah. day guy. A, 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 yeah. A day guy. I've been a day guy for about the past, like 10, 12 years now where, where I've, after years of always being a dawn guy, day, yeah has come up ahead in, in, in recent, you know, recent years and recent viewings and stuff. But again, you're splitting hairs or 10 out of 10s. I yeah. only have 52 movies, 52 horror movies tens. that are 10 out of 10. That's not a lot considering how much we've watched uh, in our lifetimes. I don't wow. think that, that's preposterous. That seems low to me. But then maybe I haven't, I haven't done my full list yet. So I guess I should well, see. talk. I, I've, I have like things. I've got lists like I've got our top twenty of all time. I've got our top twenty of the millennium. That and helps. I've got to just kind of like meld it all together and and add some new. Like there are some ones like I said, I Hereditary, Midsummer, and Martyrs. I have absolutely no question that those yes. those are going to be on my list. Me no too. question. Obviously, I have. But, see, but I'm trying to look at these movies, and I'm like, okay, I gave it a nine point five, but do I really prefer ultimately? Do I think that the ritual belongs on my list over a movie like The Dead Zone, which I gave a 9 out of 10 last time we watched it, but I have so many 9 out of 10 that some aren't going to make the cut. And when I look back at this title, The Dead Zone, I think to myself, I don't know if it's going to make the cut, but then I kind of feel guilty. Like, I get different, like, oh, man, it is The Dead Zone, and it's a classic, and this and that, and this. And I'm like, well, you gotta what go weighs in? I know, it's tough, go though. Like, that, that, I rate the ritual higher. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say. It's been a that's been the ritual is a great history. movie. I mean, you're not you're it not. Is. I mean, I mean, I I I love Cronenberg, but not all Cronenberg. I mean, I've been open and honest about Most ones certainly. I haven't loved, but the Dead Zone happens to be another great one. Like Videodrome's another one. There's no question it's gonna it, it's gonna figure in right. there. But there's there's a there's a handful of Carpenter, a handful of, of Argento, and a handful of of uh, of Cronenberg that are gonna just be on that list. Like yeah. I mean, unless we set rules for ourselves, which we didn't, but we can't. That's, one or that's two. no fun. Yeah, no, yeah, that... have fun. That's what I tell everybody. Don't take it seriously. Think about the movies you love the most. No, take it seriously, but don't don't overthink it. That's it. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. Where <laughs> yeah. it's like you're sweating about it and this and that, and, 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 and because because you're so serious about it, you can't put a list in because like, I can never get down to a hundred. I can't do it. I don't say. I, I say go with the gut. Think about it. Look yeah. around. Look around at your collection. Think about movies. Google horror movies 1980. Go through each year. See the things that pop up and see things you may have forgot. Look at the top hundred horror movies list on IMDb or on Letterboxd. You will see them by rank, and then you can go down there and say, see maybe something you forgot. It's not that difficult to do. 
in, will you miss something? Maybe, but it's happened. It's nothing to be, nothing to get hung about. Just, just do your thing. So it's like I wish you get hung. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So I don't know. I, I I'm having difficulties with this thing. Is what it's what it's getting. Yeah, down I to. think and, a lot and, of and, people. It's 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 hard. It's diff. It is difficult. You know. You know. Even your top, the top twenty is difficult. Like I looked at my top twenty of all time, and I'm like, all the usual suspects now. are there. But it is different because there was there uh, when we did that hereditary midsummer did not exist uh-huh. at the time when we did that list. But where I'm going with it is the usual suspects are there in the top portion. Like I know it would be knocked out, no question, to make room for that. Um, well, other than the obvious eighteen and or nineteen and twenty would be knocked out to put to, to reorganize. But I'm just saying that. Ultimately, I was shocked that like no, movies that I usually thought were no question in my top ten shifted a little bit. Like I think American Werewolf in London ended up being in in thirteenth spot uh, on this list. Um, uh-huh. And, uh huh. And a Nightmare on Elm Street was sh- significantly lower than I remember it being. So I'm like, holy fuck! So I've got some uh, like. I, you know, that at the time of making this list, that's how they, they came out. But I'm going to have to uh, go back and revamp that because th- both of those I've always considered top 10 in my mind. Anyway. Well, see, right. So, Sometimes you, you consider a lot of things top 10 and then you go back and look and it's more than 10 movies. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Now what do I do? <laughs> is this top 10 or is it not? Like There's a lot of ties. <laughs> right. You'd say that's what you'd be like. Okay. It's top 10. Be looking at the wall. Now I got 15 that I would always thought would be in my top 10. So I'll tell you what though. I stumbled across some cool list, which I can't read now because we're too late into the show, but I, I've been maybe trying to save them for like a BS show or something because looking for help uh, on my, on my personal top hundred checking these, I, I come across some other cool stuff, which were cool. And I ended up seeing lists like, hold on, where the hell are they? It's been so far. I've been holding on to them and I have, Let's see. No, those are all set lists. Okay, hold on. Boy, oh, I got way too many of these things open. But I came across some list of like top 100 movies of the millennium, the 50 best slasher movies of all time, 100 horror movies every horror fan should see. And I keep coming, the 31 best modern horror movies. So I keep coming across these other lists, and they're kind of interesting. I think they would be fun to, to read off and debate and, 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 you know, just mess around with. But we, we haven't really had the time. We haven't had a BS show. If a BS show rolled around, and I mean, we, we could can... always do that as a segment before, like we used to do, where we had segments instead of just um, discussion. But it's it's almost like we haven't gotten together. You had a birthday, I had a birthday. Dave nice. turned fifty. Are we, am I allowed to say it? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a milestone. He's half a fucking century old. This guy. <laughs> Ain't that something? Yeah. Yeah. He's a relic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel it. I'll tell you that, man. I don't feel any older than I did That's in the past. I don't feel any older than 30, honestly. I still feel the same. I've always felt this way. You know what I mean? So I've always been the same, which is which is the best part. I can go out and I could go to the fish show and move around and dance and and, and freaking not not sit down for for three hours and then and walk back to the car and then get up the next day and go and do it again. And I don't I don't get tired. I don't have to sit down. None of that stuff. It's nothing has, you know, recovery is just fine for if I'm partying or everything else. Everything's still the same. I, I The other day I drove six hours back home from uh, from Michigan to Buffalo. Seven hours, really, because I got into Canada. Oh, my God, that's a story. Oh, my God. You ended up going to Canada? I thought they were playing, fish no. playing there this weekend. 
They are. I'm going. On the 10th on or whatever. I'm You're going? going? On oh, you are yeah. going. Oh, nice. My okay. wife and I and maybe Frankie, if we can get her in. We're trying to get a passport last minute. And uh, apparently oh. she's 16, so it's a problem. She doesn't oh, have a shit. license. That's the problem. Yes. Uh, because if you're 16, now. yeah, you, I was just going to say you can use your birth certificate, correct? Oh, yeah, that's what they yeah. said. I think now I had to get a passport and a birth certificate for her. So we're trying to okay. get her a ticket because she wants to go now. So we're considering doing it. But listen to what happened. So. It was. It ended up being seven hours. But the, the bottom line is, I drove straight through. Didn't have to stop. Didn't have to do anything. I could still drive across the car, across the country, or for twelve straight hours and not have to stop. I don't get tired. None of that shit. So fifty, it may as well be thirty, for me. So it, it's all the same, you know. So I feel it. I don't know if I look it exactly. Although I did have a lot of people tell me that I didn't look forty. So that was cool. So, anyway, this is the funny story. I have my GP. Actually, it starts off pretty miserable because, fuck, I, I signed up for this uh, thing through Expedia. I was just trying to get a rent a car. That's it. I just rent a car, Buffalo, New York, Niagara Falls, whatever the hell it is. Well, it ends up hooking me up with, what is it, Hertz or something like that, car rental. And for whatever reason, the address they gave me to pick it up, and I didn't think about it when I made the reservation. I just gave what they gave me. I just took what they gave me. It said go to um, – Something one of the airports, the Niagara Falls Airport, the smaller one, not the not the bigger one that which is Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. So the Niagara Falls Airport I was supposed to go to, and I didn't realize it till like a few days before. I'm like, I don't even see a car rental. I just see the airport for the address they gave me. So now I'm thinking, now I got to go there and ask around for this car rental place at the airport, which is going to suck a little bit. So sure enough, that morning Monday or Tuesday, they uh, they call me my birthday actually. They call me and they and they say early in the morning I'm out to, going out to get breakfast. They say, oh, listen, you've um, that place is not going to be open today at the airport. We're going to have to send you to the next closest one, and it's 2200 Military Road. I said, okay, fine. At least they got me in time. So now I'm getting ready. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Now I Google it. I put it in my maps, 2200 Military Road. Well, here's the problem. There's two military roads. There's one in Tonawanda. There's one in Niagara Falls. They're both you know, 15 or, or 20 minutes away from my house. So I, I just put in 2200 Military Road. Sure enough, my GPS takes me to the one in Tonawanda. There's no hurts here. This is the wrong place. Now I'm pissed off because I'm late. I would I would have been right on time. Now I got to get to like, the show. I was hurts today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hurt myself today. I, I fucked it up, even. I, I fucked up my own goddamn joke. To see if I can drive. Yeah, yeah. I was so damn late. Yeah. Almost wasn't alive. Anyway, so I friggin' go to this. Now I'm going to be late. My wife's getting out from this place. We got to meet her at a certain time. We want to be there by 4 o'clock. We want to be there by a certain time so we have enough time to pregame and get together, check into our, t- our hotel, go to the parking lot, chill out, man, tailgate, get you know, get some, get some chairs. There were balloons there. I didn't do them because it was the mafia doing it. It was the fucking the gangsters. You can't trust what they're selling. So you got to know. You got to be discerning. You can't just take gas from anybody. You don't know what's in that shit. So anyway, you just oh, yeah? can't. <laughs> <laughs> So now, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the nasty gas. 
Uh, so, so I get to this place. Now I'm going to be late. Now I'm pissed off. Now I got to go even further fucking. Now it's 20 more minutes to get this car. And I get there. I go, and I complain to the guy. I go, this, this, and this. You guys waited to the last minute to call. This happened. This, you give me this address. Now I'm here. Niagara Falls. Now military. I got you know, I, I interrupt, I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. Why do you need a rental car when you've got a car? <laughs> You're driving your car to get a rental car. You didn't want to put the kilometers well, in your, your regular car? But I don't. I'm, I'm oh, lost. Yeah, here's the deal. Okay. Well, here's the deal. The car has over 100,000 miles on it. I want the car to last a good two more years. I only drive it to work and back. There's no problem with the car, but I know how many miles are on it, and I don't want to take the chance to go three hours away or six hours away and have okay. any type of breakdown or anything happening or, put or yes, put the kilometers on it. And then you're stuck. It. Okay. I or the miles in your case. Yeah. The miles. I, I, so yeah. the thing is this. It ended up being pretty cheap. It was like like $344, and I have it for three days. So it's not like oh, nice. terrible. If it would have been like a $600 thing, I'd say, well, F that. I'm going to just take my car. But because of the it being kind of inexpensive, and my friends and I were splitting the whole bill. Like we got to right. buy Fine, tickets. We got the hotel tickets, which we have a discount on. The tickets, because we're good at hunting, we don't pay face. and we did. So we added it all up, and at the end of the day – you know, everything's split. So basically all I had to do, I took this trip, had a had a grand old time. All it cost me was to rent that car and I had my friend two hundred dollars cash and everything else was taken care of. Tickets for myself, my wife, hotel rooms, and everything. Nice. In excellent time. So I mean it wasn't that much money to do it, so be it. So now I go to the place, I want to rent the car. And I'm complaining to the guy. And I go, man, I really don't like the way, you know, you guys do business. And I'm not the type of guy that gets gets upset. But first this and then this and now this. Now, now I'm going to be late. I'm supposed to be in Ohio at freaking at 4 o'clock. And now that's not going to happen. You guys should have, you know, not done all this last minute. But anyway, I get the car. I leave. I go back. On, on the way back, I GPS it because I want to take the car home that day. I could have waited and brought it back Friday morning before 11. But I said, I'm, I'm driving now. And my car is there. So why not just go after hours? It closes at 5. I'm not going to get there till 6 or 7. I'm just going to go there, you know, drop the keys where I'm supposed to do and do it. So now I put in the GPS, 2200 military. Oh, road. No. It goes, hurts. <laughs> hurts. I even put in Hertz. But, so for some reason, my Apple GPS took me where I got off this one exit by Busty Avenue. And for some reason... It took me to like around the Peace Bridge, and it was saying to do this U-turn and to go here and to do this, and then, but then, and ended up, and then the first time I went around it, then I did a circle again. I don't know why the GPS got all crazy that way, but I, I never go in this area. So now, <laughs> it takes me in where I, now I know I'm going to be going into Niagara Falls, Canada. There was nothing I could do, so I had to pull to the side. <laughs> now here's the scary part. Well, I'll tell you that after. I didn't want to take a rental car in Canada because it's a rental car, right? Yeah. And I don't know what the rules are, and I could have made it back from Michigan. I could have shaved two hours off the trip if I went through Canada. I purposely avoided going through Canada because I have a rent-a-car. Okay, so now I pull up, and I see this one dude, and I go, listen, I don't want to go to Canada. This happened. I explained to him what happened. He goes, well, here's what you got to do. You're going to go up here. You're going to go over this first bridge. You got to follow these these flashing things here. Go around. Get to the thing. Do a U-turn. You can come back through, and you, you you're not in Canada. Okay, fine. Then you can get back on. Great. So now Fuck I do yeah. it. I I do everything he says. I actually go over the bridge, and I'm about to freaking. All I see in front of me is the freaking is entrances into Canada. So oh. now I go. I, I'm not going into Canada. So I did a. I did do a U-turn, and I went down the other way. But the thing is, 
it would appear that's the same place people go when they are returning yeah. from Canada. Yeah, so, so that, you're going right. Yeah, you're, it looks like you're just turning so, it. Have to go through the American. Don't you have to go through right. the American shit again? Yes. So now I'm going through it. It looks as if now I go through American customs as if I was just in Canada. So now I got to tell the guy what happened. I said, listen, the gentleman over there just pointed me around. I have a rental car and I didn't want to go through Canada because it's a rental car. I didn't I'm not coming from Canada. I just stood up there and did a U-turn. So I'm explaining this to the guy. And he's like, OK. And he goes, he goes, so what, what were you doing? He goes, where are you from? I said, North Tonawanda out here in Buffalo. And he goes. Where were you? I said, well, first I was in Ohio, but then I was in Michigan. Now I'm coming back. That's where I rented the car to go on this trip. So then the guy says, he goes, well, he goes, so you're from Buffalo. He goes, you're, what did he say? You, you, you came through Canada and you have Michigan license plates because they just so happened to be Michigan plates when I picked it up in Buffalo. So right. because I said the word Michigan, now the guy's looking at this. I said, yes, I go, those those plates were on it from jump, but I didn't go to Canada. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I avoided going because I this is a rental car. Happens to have Michigan plates, so I avoided coming through Canada on the way back. And I just came your, here. Your buddy and over this, there told me. I, I get very yeah, I know you gotta be cautious on how you talk to right, these guys. But, that's, but I right. I get I get my I'm like, yeah, I would not be here. Your buddy over there told me to make a U turn and come back through. I didn't even know I'd have right. to talk to anybody. I thought I was avoiding this, all this stuff. But he said the only way right. to get around is to do this. Sorry, I get heated no. in those moments. Too. Dude, it sucked. It sucked. Yeah. And so the guy goes, and he goes, well, <laughs> then he says, do you have anything of interest in the vehicle? And I said, well, because we had a cooler with ice. I said, yeah. there, I'm going to tell you right now. I said, there's probably two or three beers in the cooler, unopened, of course, that yeah. from the night before that I'm, it's my cooler, so I'm bringing it back home from the trip. And there's beer and water in there, so there, 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 you are gonna probably find two to three beers in in that thing in the ice. And he goes, okay. He goes, he goes, you're lucky I'm here and not my predecessor. He said. And I talked to him for another minute, and he said, just go. He goes, you're okay, just go. But still, they could have really busted my balls. Now I get through, and I'm talking to my friend on the phone. And those are the Americans. <laughs> You're oh, a fucking yeah. American. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. Coming back is worse. Well, so yeah. now, Who knows? You never know. With the, you might have gotten. I know. Well, there's more to it. Yeah. There's more to it. Not only do I have that stuff in the thing, I have my backpack in the trunk. And inside the trunk, I have my, my gummy bears and my fucking my smoke. I have fucking yeah. weed and I'm taking it over the border. And I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah, but until it's legal I got in both areas right now. It's legal in New York State, and it's extremely yeah. legal in Canada. But the yeah, thing yeah. is, I still don't believe we're supposed to be taking it over the border. I think yeah, that, it's that's probably not the best. For... Yeah, you're, you're probably right. I'm sure right. it's, yeah, it's not, it's it's probably frowned down upon. <laughs> so, dude, and I didn't think about this until after I was driving. I was like, holy shit. If you would have asked to go into the trunk and open my, my cooler, that would have been fine, but my backpack was right next to it along with my other luggage. He would have clearly smelled the fucking the weed that was in my backpack and gone in there and found the weed and the bears. And then all because of this dumb one freaking mistake with the GPS and me and what I could have really been up freaking Shit's Creek here. It, yeah. uh, I was bugged out about that. That sucked. Because listen to what happened. My friends are taking a, a plane. They're, they're coming from Las Vegas to Cleveland to meet me there. All right. So I have to get provisions for them because I'm driving up. They're not going to bring weed in the freaking plane and shit like that. It's a plane. You don't want to do that. It's bad enough on the border. You're not bringing that stuff on a plane, and it's not legal in Cleveland. And their first spot was Cleveland. Michigan's very legal. They got signs all over the place. It's cool. So 
But still, so I had to get provisions for for the four of us. So I had to get it and then drive it and then give him his share. And when we got there, here, I got your stuff. So I had the stuff. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought that many. I just would have brought exactly what I knew I was going to partake in, use it, and not drive back. But that's not what happened. But <laughs> it's okay. But holy shit. Because I, I went and I did the spin around, and I'm driving over the bridge. There's two bridges. And I'm driving over the bridge, and I'm looking up. And there's a freaking there's a there's a there's a, a maple leaf there's a Canadian leaf on the thing and this and then and I'm thinking am I in Canada what the hell's going on here why is this leaf here I, I thought I'm just driving around why going why is to this leaf <laughs> I'm getting nervous I'm like they're gonna think I was in Canada like I'm coming <laughs> because this is a Canadian thing anyway it ended up okay but holy shit I was nervous at first and then afterwards I was like holy shit that could have been real bad but. It all worked out. They may have checked your bag, and that would have even worked. But again, it's legal, but so who knows? But crazy. Who does know? Fucking I don't think you're supposed to take things. Yeah, well, I know. I try to do the safe thing, the smart thing, you know. And now when we take my car Wednesday, well, we'll find out because I'll take a few beers with me. But, I mean, just an, uh, here's what I do, though. I'm smart about it. I, I take my bears. I go, I'll go. i go to the store, and I'll buy some gummies, like gummy worms, gummy bears, th- like the real candy. And then I'll take it out and I'll open it and I'll put them in a plastic bag and I'll put my bears in with those bears and, and those gummies. Then I'll get another little thing and I'll put like a, a cheese its in it. And then I'll get another little bag and I'll put some other snack in it just so it looks like I had different bags of snacks. So if they see them, no one's going to be like, you know, yeah. digging through my freaking gummy worms. Yeah, these marijuana. I just, you know, so you got to be smarter. You got to, you got to, you got to <laughs> know how to do shit like yeah. I do. Like, like follow a GPS properly. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm an idiot. This is true. As smart as I am in all these other ways where I'm a forward thinker and I think about things that other people may not have thought to do, I still can't do a simple thing like follow a, a direction. Anyway, it, what? that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> now, again, I guess, well, I don't know why we're telling the listeners. The listeners know because we've announced this and we put the poll out there. But with this being 182, of course, we're doing the 80s horror and so we picked two movies from 82, or they chose them for us. Uh, looked like pieces may have gotten through, but New York Ripper became the victor. Thank so you. We're doing New York Ripper and, ooh, Tenebrae. Ooh, I got this Tenebrae one. I didn't, get, I didn't get the Arrow one because you know what? Synapse, I, huh? I love, don't get me wrong, I love them and, you know, they look great. This is the exact same packaging other than, they do a, a little different spine, but the, the artwork on this is different. I prefer mm. this artwork to the ones Arrow was doing, and I got this cheaper. Really? I got this cheap, and I was like, well, I, it's a done and done. And then when you, when you when you actually take this out, you can actually put the, um, you can flip it around and put the old, like they've got the old artwork in it. The old cover, well. right. Yeah. Which is what? That that face behind the... Uh, the, the yeah, oh, okay. That the one. I knew that, that's the lobby cards, show, but that's right. the one right. they've got. Um, so you get the best of both worlds, I find. So I was like, you know what? I've got the Synapse um, Suspiria because I don't think Arrow did a 4K version of that. Shocking. No. It's weird. So I, I don't know if they're holding out to do their own version, but Synapse did theirs. Uh, and this one was great. And I watched, watched this for the show. So I'd watch the Blu-ray. And it's great. It's a good. It's a good copy. This blows it away. The 4K blows it away. Wow, Re- it man. looks really nice. I, I gotta was really get it. Pleasantly surprised, but it was a it was a uh, a decent enough price. It was fifty bucks Canadian, shipping included. Fifty Canadian, huh? Where where'd you get it from? On Amazon. 
I saw it. Wow. And I'm like, well, I really wanted the arrow to match all the other arrows, but the arrow ones were being were were always for more. Uh, mm-hmm. And this one, and they said it was going to ship. I'm like, I don't think I can get this in time for the show. And I got the next day, so I was able to rewatch it because I thought we were recording in the middle of the week. For whatever reason, uh, I had it in my head that we, we were going to do this episode in the middle of the week. Yeah, right. So, anyway, well, what did you want to start what. with? <laughs> when I look at my Tenebrae 4K, the Synapse one, it's forty dollars on Amazon for me, and then the Blu-ray is thirty-five dollars. Yeah, makes no sense. It's, which yeah. is crazy. But here's the thing: there is no other Tenebrae 4K except the Synapse one. So the Arrow one doesn't show up. Not on Amazon, but you can get it. You can no. look on eBay or go to. Z- uh, you can go right to Arrow Films or whatever, and you can get it. But by the time you ship it to you, by the time you, you do the exchange, I think you're looking at probably, you know, maybe like it's 35, I think, euro or or pounds, 35 pounds. Okay. And then the shipping. See. So once you do the exchange and then I, it's not like, I, I, I really like the packaging of this. I'm like, oh, I wish Arrow did this package. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to get the synapse and I'm happy it did. And it's the same same sort of packaging inside where they give you the movie, they give you right. the yep. 4K version, the they give you yeah. Unsane cut 4K, oh. and they give you the Blu-ray okay. version as well, and then they give you the booklet, so I'm pretty sure the booklet is a carbon copy of the mm. Euro booklet. Right, um, no, that's and sweet. The, and the Blu-ray will be official Blu-ray, whereas when you ever get the Arrow one, you got to have a, a region free. That's the one difference. Right. 4K doesn't matter, but if you have a right. Blu-ray special edition, then you're there, and then you get the big poster. Sweet man. No, it's it's, it's cool so, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool stuff though. There's the other one. It's said the face behind the white. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's always those two. Okay. That both of the same kills too. But see, forty dollars is just too much for me. I'm not doing it. Like well, I bought Cat of Nine Tails because it was down to thirty. I got it went to thirty. Thirty is as high as I'm going to go for for anything. I can't justify going 40 even for a 4K. I just, Do you want the, the limited editions or are you just getting the 4Ks? Then Whatever cheaper I'll get. Well, the standard versions are always cheaper. Like when you did you get your Cat of Nine Tails? Is it, does yeah. it have all this stuff or was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I didn't open it yet, but that's the one I bought. That's what it said it had the poster inside yeah. and this. It's a, it's a thick okay. book. So. Yeah, then, then it is. Because the but, other ones look more like just regular style right. um, 4K or, or Blu ray. I just watch the market. I just check periodically, and when one of them is down to thirty dollars, I'll jump on it. But I, I, I won't do it. And I really wanted to do it for this particular show, but I, I showed restraint because I just got cat and nine tails last week. I said no, I can't do this again for another two months. And that's what no. I do. I have a, a regimen with the, with the credit cards to keep action on the cards, and then I can afford to buy myself things and not not feel guilty about it because I'm doing myself a service by keeping my you know, if I have a credit card with 750 limit on it if they, to start with, if I keep it at, you know, 25% or below, I'm good. So, But you got to keep it active. You got to have something on it. So that's what I do. Now, not to switch gears, but what did you want to start with? What movie did you want to start with? Oh, I don't know. or New York? Care, whatever. It's up to you, man. You got you got a choice. You got to. Well, let's do New York papers. Ripper. I think that, and people were remarking about it. As we are posting, people are like, people are always, other patrons are always picking um, movies that, are, that seem to be the most popular, not going for gems. Or, and here's what I said. I go, I think people do, when they see a poll, 
they just pick the movie they like the most, and they don't necessarily think about what's going to make the best review. I probably said that last show because it does seem to be what happened. But I'm just, I'm, but in this case, I don't care because I'm grateful I didn't have to watch Pieces again because I thought Pieces was going to run away with it, and then New York Ripper. Oh, I've I got pieces. I like Pieces. I've grown to like Pieces because uh, I the one I grew up I'm with was cut the shit. <laughs> uh, I used to like it more, and the more I watch it now, the less I like it. I'm just not into there's too much of the mystery stuff and the cop stuff and all the there are great a few great scenes, but there's to me <laughs> it's too much too much jalo. It's too much investigation and I, and there's some weird things for no reason. They just I don't know. It's food. fine. Yeah, like things like that. In the New York Ripper at least has good gore and a um and yes, what you do have cop stuff. Fucking yeah. well, wait, hey, let me introduce it. And we'll get into it because, uh, what a right. crazy movie! So we're, we'll start with 1982, The New York Ripper, directed by Lucio Fulci. A burned-out New York police detective teams up with a college psychoanalyst to track down a vicious serial killer, randomly stalking and killing various young women around the city. I tell you, I oh like this. Typically, I would say that I, I for Fulci, uh, a, a Fulci Giallo, I. I don't enjoy them as much as I do on Argento. And I can say that about probably everybody's Giallo, you know, so Gialli. But but it's like this one here, I think may be my favorite. Now, I I would have said before, um, don't torture a duckling. But I think I like this better. And I, I like where it goes in the third act, even though the first time I was confused by it. And I was always a little bit put off in the past about the duck thing. Watching it again this time... And just knowing the outcome and putting that into perspective and just watching it for what it is, it's actually really not it's not comical, even the guy even though the guy's doing the duck thing, it's actually quite sad when you find like, out what the reason behind it all. And once you find out the reasoning, but to get there, what like what a fucking goofy movie. And 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 again, you do have to use uh Jalo logic and or or you're not gonna like many of these movies. Because there are kind of lapses of of, um, of logic uh, throughout, uh, for the most part. Things that are explained, they explain them. Whether or not you agree or believe the explanation is a whole other thing. Because that, that, that's the thing here. You're supposed to just assume that yeah, a normal person can act, for the most part, fairly normal. In both these movies that we're going to be talking to tonight... But be batshit crazy at the same time. Right. <laughs> and and so that is the typically the biggest lap like laps of logic that you'll find in most shallow and most murder mysteries, I think, for that matter. But sure. these ones are definitely more because they're typically insane. But this is a one goofy, sleazy, brutal yeah. horror movie. But it's fast paced. And there yeah, is, is quite a bit of enjoyment. That you get from the movie, not just from the intense gore, because the gore is off the charts, especially for the time. Think about this, 82. Yeah, hey, well. Gore was crazy. We were having gore in 82 for damn sure. I mean, we had gore well before, but I'm just talking about, like, when you get the eyeball cut and the nipple cut and whatever. Like, you're you're talking about, like, next level, like, perversion and and gore. Solid, yeah. Yeah. And it, this movie, like, 
I thought they were watching a movie. Every time I put this on, I think they're watching a movie. Then the actor and actress get up and walk off the stage from the sex act. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always, always like, me, like I always forget it's live. I know it's just live six, but I, you figure it's just one of those areas where they, they do it here, there, in booths, and then they're going into a movie theater to watch a movie. But no, they're going into a movie theater to watch people have sex. And, and Could you imagine that? Yeah, twenty five cents. Yeah, I wonder if they, for twenty five cents you can go in there and see that two people freaking just going at it on stage. I wonder. I wish I could do it. I wish I could have been the person going at it on stage. That'd be freaking yeah. awesome. Imagine said, that being in there. There's an interview with the actress on this, uh, and it's the actress uh, that plays the porn star that gets that gets killed with the the bottle in a very graphic. Uh, oh scene yeah. as well but she talks about it and saying how it was a very uncomfortable scene because they didn't know each other and she even think the guy was gay and so she just said it was just we just said look we got to make this work so they just did what they had to do and oh wow made, made it work but they said it was definitely very awkward and 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 just uh to to get through it but I can yeah imagine. it's there's a lot of there so there's links like there's links with the characters because I think there's that one character that's very sexual. She's obviously her and her husband are having some issues, and she leaves, and oh, they, they're, they're oh. pinning a lot of red herrings and whatever. But she's there to watch the scene, and so is Mister No Two Fingers, right? He's there too, right? Yes. And then they leave, and of course, because they're trying to set up again, like I said, killers and red herrings and whatever. And then this woman that is having sex ends up getting killed in her dressing room. By getting yep. a bottle, a broken bottle in the old Cucurino. Oh, man. <laughs> the old Cucurino. That was good stuff, man. Oh, it's crazy. Well, there was that killer, though, like, immediately, she gets it. It's brutal. It's bam, and he turns it, and it's, and you're like, oh, and then she falls to the ground dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, instant. <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. It's vicious and gruel. You're going to have a lot of pain, but I don't think that's going to just kill you. But back well, in the day, things like that just killed you. Would a freaking a, a horn through the ear in Friday the 13th freaking kill you? All he did was take a freaking horn and or jab it in someone's ear. It was in eye. the eye. Oh, it was that much into the brain. Through the eye into the head. Okay, so the brain. Huh. Okay. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Awful, that freaking noise. What a thing to do. But still, anyway. we, we've seen this forever. We, I, I've seen things forever in slashers and stuff like that. Like, yeah. well, would that really kill you? Just like the fact that if anybody besides Jason can walk up behind somebody and grab their head and snap their neck and them dying, <laughs> I don't like seeing that in a movie. It, I think it even happened in one of the Saw movies because Frankie asked me about it. I go, well, yeah, that's a movie death. That never happens in real life. Unless if it's Jason on a screen, I can accept it. Someone that has superhuman type strength you know what i mean freakish strength they're known for it but if if, if christian or, or dave is the killer just because we put a mask on or whatever doesn't mean that we should have the ability just to grab somebody's head and snap their neck and they die that easy like it's a, someone's made a paper mache you know yeah. but you see that you know oh you do just, you, no it happens yeah. it's just, it's just weird because yeah. I, I thought about it I'm like it's brutal but she just dies right. instead of she hits the ground dead. Instead, it hits the ground like screaming in pain, and he finishes her off like she hits the ground dead. Uh, but I mean, again, it, dead. it's right. great killings. And that girl that like the the wife that is sec- like supercharged sex sexual, like yeah. that whole scene mm-hmm. where she goes in and the guy's using his, his toe. I'm like, right. that's a really graphic scene, and it, it it's really well done. But it's 
I'm just trying to think of like, were they, are they trying to paint her as the killer? Do you think, or her husband? Like, what do you think they're trying to do with her character? Cause we do follow her around quite a bit. And it, she happens to be at that theater, but they're really putting it on, of course, Mr. Two fingers as like, right. I mean, obviously, I mean, there's I'm, like, if you've seen the movie, he's the, he's the, he's the killer. Like they're, they're, spotlight is on him but but what's interesting is that she's of the she's there they uh she leaves her husband to go to this event so you're and the husband kind of looks at her kind of weird so you're thinking right maybe he might be the killer like thinking oh i can't please my my wife and she's looking she's going elsewhere and whatever like but it's it's just weird how they follow her and then and then how she gets killed much later in the movie well, right, but she, not much later, but she... Not much she, later, but yeah. She still, she goes to the guy, so she becomes the victim. At first, I don't know what they're going for and why we're following her. I don't care, because the thing about this movie is all the women are just beautiful. Every one of them yeah. in this movie. Like, wow. So we're following this woman, and I'm just fine with that, because I like her. Then they had that scene, which is really more rapey than anything. Like, well, guess, you know I what guess I mean? You're thinking, I guess you're right. I guess you're thinking you're following her. So she's in danger and then finds out, yeah. like, thinks she's a killer and gets out of there only to be, right. to be killed. Yeah. She, so I guess. Right. And they kind of give it away. They kind of see. And I wish they wouldn't have done that because there's the scene when she's there with two fingers. And first thing I'm thinking is this girl hands him money. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Now, later on, you find out it's a gigolo. So that's what he does. But I'm thinking. So you. Uh, this beautiful woman is going to give this guy money to sleep with him. I'm thinking, how? What world is this that this would happen? The other way around, I could buy, but this, anyway. So how I'm, does he I'm give her the at, shocker? He does, right? How does he? <laughs> yeah. Right. Is he knuckle fucker? <laughs> knuckle fucker. Knuckle fucker. Right. <laughs> so uh, now here's the problem, though. There's that scene, and he has her tied up, and everything's going on. And then the guy comes on the radio, talks about the two fingers, and everybody, the cops know about it, it becomes this thing. But here's the thing. Why do they show him make the call? Because now all of a sudden, now he's not the killer because he calls somebody up, the real killer, and says, yeah, I, I got a, 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 this girl's wilder than a, uh, than a circus act or something. He said, this and this, and he goes, I got her here all wrapped up just the way you like it. Now, to me, the insinuation right away is that he's tied her up so somebody else could come and kill her. That's what I think. I think that they gave that away when they shouldn't have because immediately there, now now it's casting doubt on this red herring, which at first you're along for the ride. I never understood why. I think they should have had him turn off the radio and make a phone call, and maybe we hear like one or two words, like our general would have done. You know how yeah. our general likes to do those things, and then in, 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 the, in the climax – the reveal, you actually find out what they actually did really see or did really hear, and it comes like, back. Like what we're going to be talking about later, yeah. Well, it's there not, you go, because yeah. it does happen. He does it a lot. It works just fine. I wish they would have done something where we just heard like a, a word or two, and then later at the end, we could piece it together that he was the one calling the killer. Now that phone call makes sense. We weren't really sure what that phone call was. But well, how about, it could have been a vehicle just to get his name because after that, we know his name and that's who they're looking for. So I just well, think they could have shortened it or something. Because I don't think he was interested in that type of storytelling. It's literally he was going for the gore, the sex, the sleaze, and the copy or interrogation because they just, like, without any explanation, they just cut to him dead in a ditch later. 
and then it pans out yeah. and, and you're like, what the fuck? There could have been a whole sequence there. What if he, you're thinking he's stalking a girl like they kind of do later and then he gets killed by the killer. But instead we just get revealed that right. he's dead and then, and then the police investigation shows that he's been dead for eight days or whatever, or he explains he's been dead for eight days. So he couldn't be the killer. So the police know, right. I'm like, what a crazy revelation. There's a whole scene that could have been used to continue to make him look like he's the killer, even though the spotlight yes. is right on him only for him to get killed. Like That's it's what I'm so saying. bizarre. It, it, right, it would have so been bizarre. better served. So yeah. you agree they shouldn't, they shouldn't have done. They've been discovered dead at that time. And maybe that phone call yeah. shouldn't have been broadcasted that way for us to really hear everything he's saying, because now you have this red hair and you've, you've, you've invested so much time into it. And then you just cut it off at the knees. See, our general wouldn't do something like that. Our general would have kept it till the end. And that's the difference. And that's why to me, our general makes the best uh, jolly. Oh. That's all there is to it. Well, again, you're watching this one for the sleaze and the and, and the gore. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, there's detective work and police work. The acting's fine. Women are beautiful, as you mentioned. But the reveal is kind of odd because we're introducing these characters a little bit later. And then the girl is... So there's a younger girl that's amputated, her arms amputated. And this makes her less of a woman? Her arms amputated and it makes her less of a woman. In her, in the guy's eyes, like why? Like that's the whole thing. Like when they were young, she's little duck and he's big duck, or whatever. And they're and they're and they're talking and whatever. But no, like, it's not that. She'll never grow up to be a woman. Oh, she's, she's dying. Die she's actually dying. But her arm yeah, is amputated. She has a, it's a lymphatic something. No, it's a it's a disease. She's going to die. It, it, it started off. Well, that with makes the, way an, more sense with okay. an amputation, right? Because they said it more than once. They said she'll never. She'll never be a woman. So you thought that you were, they were saying like metaphorically, she'll never yeah. be a full woman because just she's like, missing a limb. Just, just like uh, Michael was hungry to kill. <laughs> Not <laughs> hungry to eat fucking dog. Uh, yeah, I guess I just read it wrong. And again, that makes way more sense because they do right. put those like bang, under her bags. I thought she was the Manhattan baby in his next movie. Uh, like, but anyway, so she, so I got because she has her am amputated, so she's good. She's there to, she's there essentially on her deathbed. Yeah, poor baby. Okay. Yeah, you know we can do that. So the guy's anyway. mad at the world and taking it out on on women. Um, and yeah. that's yeah. And so be so, it. I mean, that, that's a, that's really enough of an explanation and, and really what you're going to get from a lot of these movies. <laughs> Something that happened that that just kind of set them off. Uh, whether they sure. get off from the get-go or or something in their life sets them off. And and usually it's in what would have most people, you know, crying and saying the world's not fair puts these people into like a, a spiral of murder <laughs> and mayhem. Indeed. And I the thing is, the only thing about this movie is when all of a sudden the focus of the movie just goes to that couple for a while. Yes. And I find myself thinking, why have we shifted gears to have these two become our primary characters now? What What's the meaning of this? Ultimately, we find out, but it's just, at the time, it's just kind of a... It's bad storytelling, really. Yeah, it's not, see? It, the, it's Thank fragmented. You. From that standpoint, it's very fragmented storytelling because what you're doing is we're just shifting gears every... You know, 
act of the movie in a sense to a different group. Like we've got that woman, we've got like it's just, and then we're we've got like this couple for the last bit because I know that she's introduced earlier because she gets attacked right and the knife hits. And, and that's what breaks off the tip of the knife. And whatnot. And I'm not saying there's not good reveals here, but there just seems like you're right. Like we, we suddenly, it's almost like, well, why are we here with these people now? There's got to be more to it. And Which that's of course, it. there is. There is. But well, then yeah, that, there that... is. But <laughs> it's like you said, though, it's not the story isn't told the way it should be. That's the problem with the, the Fulci Giallo for me. That, that happens time and time again when I watch them. It's okay that he does dreamlike stuff in, you know, in the Gates of Hell trilogy and stuff like that. It's a different type of movie. It's supernatural. There's different things. It's a different spin. But this is based in reality. It's a murder mystery. It's a, it's a giallo. It's, 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 in essence, like taking a Hitchcock movie and, and doing your own type of spin on it, adding gore and, and, what, and what else, where, you know, Hitchcock wouldn't have done that. It's just that, that's all I'm saying. And Argeno, as quirky as his movies are, and as some people want to say this and that about him, I don't have a problem following along, and I don't question what's going on in his movies. When it, they wouldn't have a radical shift like that, they would if somebody got killed, which is smart. Like in Argeno, we sometimes again, and he's doing the same thing that Hitchcock did with Psycho, and, and it's great. But I mean, he'll have somebody get killed. And then a second killer come on afterwards, something like that. And then th- that's at the end. But at no time do you say, how come the focus of the movie goes from this person to this? Because it doesn't really happen. Like in Stendhal Syndrome, we're already with the character when the turn happens. And in Tenebrae, for example, and it's only in the third act when we find out what we find out. We're along the ride the whole way with this person and, and these a couple of sub, sub-characters but that he interacts with. And then it's okay if it shifts a little bit more to them because, you mm-hmm. know, it makes well, sense for the narrative, but I don't understand why Fulci. And again, I'm not knocking Fulci. People think, people may think that I that I that I knock him and this and that. I want to enjoy all his stuff, and I've praised some of his things. But when people like to make statements about not understanding our general movies, I always tell them the only movie from our general that I don't understand front to back, but actually have a pretty good idea as to what's going on, is Inferno. At this point, everything else. You have a question, I'll be able to give you an answer. But well, I can't and, say that with Fulci. And again, this is just the way he was telling the story. I think the, the, the glue is obviously the police investigation. So it's not it's not a it's not necessarily it might be a detriment to some people, but the movie doesn't fall apart. But you definitely are now questioning like are we we're following them, I guess, Dave, the answer would be because she did get attacked. So now we're right. following her because she was a survivor but we just don't realize how close she is to the actual killer. And then she, what the more weird, the weirdest part would be, and again, maybe you can explain it to me, is Mr. Two Fingers, before he's dead, comes to attack her at her house. Why is he coming to the house? Okay. He is going there because he thought that she was going to implicate him as the killer. So he's going to kill her? Yeah, because or, or well, talk her it, down. <laughs> I'm not the killer. No. See, if I was killer, I'd kill you right now. I'm not killing you right now. I just broke into your house. <laughs> well, he's killing that person for that reason, though. He, okay. it, 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 he's trying to save his ass because the, if they're going to say he's the killer and there's a killer out there and he knows the killer and he knows that he's directly wrapped up with the killer and and somehow the blame could fall to him, he's just doing it. Def- it's almost like a similar situation happens in Tenebrae. All of a sudden, a couple other characters yeah, yeah, are killed yeah. that have nothing to do with anything because somebody is trying to they have their own agenda. 
and there just so, happens to be a killer and it works out. So that's what it was because I, I agree. I was with you. I didn't understand why that happened at the time and what's going on here, but there's they say it later on in the film. One of the detectives or somebody explains it. They said the only person he ki- he killed or tried to kill was her, and because you know because he thought that she was going to identify him as the killer. She already did identify him as the killer. Remember the guy in the radio said the two fingers guy. So it's getting publicity that if you see somebody with two fingers missing, don't pick them up. So he is the killer in the public eye. So now he's like, well, wh- what's this shit? You know, <laughs> Man, they missed a they missed something great here. And again, I know this is not what the movie's interested in doing, but from a storytelling standpoint, they did really miss something great when you don't really hear what's happening. And you, we now he's come to attack her, but doesn't succeed because he gets attacked. But now gives a perfect motivation for the the killer who's had this inter interaction with them to go kill Mister Two Fingers. And but we don't know that yet. So then when we follow Mister Two Fingers again, and he ends up getting killed and found in the in the in a ditch. Then uh, there's a whole scene there that would have been great, and uh, oh my god, he's not the killer because he just got killed instead of just he's dead. Oh, he died eight days ago, <laughs> and, and whatever. Because yeah. that's how it's presented to us. I, and again, right. I'm just saying. I get. I do this a lot. I talk about the movie that I wish I had, as opposed to the one we've got. The one we've wow. got is fine. The one we got right. is fine. It, it's gory. It, it's sleazy. It, it, it's a quick watch. It's fine. I'll, and it's, it's got rewatchability to it, funny enough. Um, it, it, and I really, really dig it. I'm just saying it could have been, there could have been so much more. I could have been so much more. It could have been better. That's just it. And so I'm with you. There's nothing wrong with that. I could still enjoy a movie and rate it high. However, I can only go so high with it because I'm like you. If I see something and I see, well, if I was writing it, this the, the film would have been better suited to tell a story this way or to do this. And I, granted, it, it, everybody's a Monday morning quarterback and we've seen the movie more than once and it's different. But still, yeah. but still we can see and fancy ourselves as writers and look at it and say, and you've actually put pen to paper for a script so you could call yourself officially a writer. I never finished uh-huh. anything. That's my well, biggest problem. Yeah. I've started scripts, I've started stories, and then I've been sidetracked and not. But I still feel I have the ability to write things, especially dialogue. But all that aside, so I, if, I, if we're going to fancy ourselves writers or even editors of somebody else's written work, which I find it's something I, I, I could be, do decently, I, it's the same thing with a movie. I can watch a movie, see the script, and say, wouldn't this be better? Let's scratch this off, let's erase this, and then put a little arrow here. Do it this way instead. Don't you think that works out better? And the director would probably say, or the writer, yeah, I never thought of it that way. That it's but be- it's better explained. So, again, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And, and Fulci is a regarded director and everything else. And I'm not knocking. I've I've enjoyed plenty of his films. I just I'm like you. Fu- I, if Fulci I see- is regarded director, <laughs> if from a retrospective standpoint, at the time, I don't think he got any accolades whatsoever. I think he was considered a kind of, again, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, a hack, for lack of a better term. Like, I don't think he was well-regarded. I think over time, people were like, look at this. Other than the beyond, I think, which was all, mostly uh, praise. And then I think people said, like, holy shit, like, look at this body of work. Let's jump into it a little bit more so. He did have a lot to say. And, 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 and there were some great fucking movies here and some gems. Uh, yeah. And... One of that, I just posted actually a link to, I think, a regular Facebook page, not the Patreon one, but the regular one about Chaz Ballin 
uh, who wrote for, uh, who did Deep Red Horror Magazine and wrote for, uh, um, we've quoted his reviews on here. He did uh, Gore Score, Horror Holocaust. He was an early uh, early adopter. I mean, he was around talking about Fulci at the time and giving him a lot more weight than what I think a lot of other horror outlets were doing. And and, and that's that was back in the late 80s or in the 80s and the 90s. And I think, you know, he would definitely, it was a really good article because he, he passed away back, I think, in 2009. And it just talked about his life and, and how he devoted it to writing about horror and getting kids. Right. He, for sure was the reason why I checked out Argento and Fulci back in the day. No question. That well, was my way in was based on his, his like, like writing about them and how he just said, like, from a gore standpoint, you should enjoy them, but there's more to them. But like, just from the fact sure. that they gleefully are showing what we're getting centered left, right and center in American cinema, like should be a, like reason enough to check them out. But they're, but also saying that there is more to them, um, right? And and again, the craziness of having a duck quacking serial killer, like, like think about it. I mean, try to try to sell that nowadays. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, forget it. Now yeah. it would be too ridiculous. It'd be like a greasy strangler movie. See, in in theory, it's ridiculous. The guy, the killer quacks like a duck. If I tell some, if I had my friends come over. Friday night and say let's watch New York Ripper it's like a Jalo murder mystery stuff it's really cool it's a Lucio Fulci movie Italian horror and the killer quacks like a duck they're immediately going to think that we're going to sit down and watch this movie and it's going to be a fun movie but it really is not that's what I'm no. saying it's not goofy that he's quacking and talking like a duck maybe at first but when you all when it becomes your second view and you already have in your head as to why this is, it's a very serious situation. And it's also something that I could see happening to someone who's mentally disturbed in real life would act that way. And there's nothing funny about that. So it's almost like in my head for years, I kind of disregarded this movie a little bit because of my memory of the quacking saying, oh, that's ridiculous. Why do they have to quack? And it would be better served straight up. But yes, he is quacking and using that voice which sounds more like Mickey Mouse than Donald Duck when he's talking, but he's doing that. And it's like, but it's scary where it's not goofy. And that's why I'm okay with it now. That's how I feel. But I wanted to sidetrack for a second and ask you, cause you were talking about these Fulci movies and these Italian movies in our general and how you got turned on to them. Here's my question. Cause this has happened to me and I'm, fi- I-, I finally figured it out in a discussion I had recently. This is what, in the United States, at the places I went to, at the local shops, uh, Video Factory and Movies Plus, the local chains, they, I, you know, it was the running heyday, VHS in the 80s. I don't believe, well, I know for a fact, that a lot of these Italian horror movies and other movies just were not on the shelf to be able to be seen. I wouldn't have been able to, I think New York Ripper for some reason was there, but I could be confused with the Tom Savini movie, The Ripper. I just remember seeing it on the shelf. I'm going to say New York Ripper was there and Zombie was was there, but Suspiria was not. And other movies were not from foreign countries. Suspiria, I had to order Suspiria. Suspiria for came me in out, the 80s. No. Suspiria came out, I think, early 90s, and I remember... Uh, the okay. art box artwork for it at National Video, which became my, it was across town. I had to drive mm-hmm. 20 minutes to get to it or more because I was on the um, 
east end of town and it was on the far west end and i'm like but it's worth it because the selection they had they had a, right. a horror selection and a cult selection it was better than jumbo video that had the beautiful castle but i will say right. that there was always there was always her uh horror or italian horror there i always had some argento which was creepers which right, was creepers. insane okay which was like uh, all the uh which i think they had deep red in whatever I version at the time but then suspiria was like one that came later and there was a couple of ones like the ones you mentioned definitely um it was a seven doors of death or whatever the title alternate title was to the beyond um and it was uh um house by the cemetery was definitely there because that's how i rented it and saw it obviously and right the gates of hell at the time it was called the gates of hell the cut right. the more cut version of city of the living dead uh, and zombie right. of course so all those ones were there and i saw them and i'm gonna re- retro i'm gonna take something back not a hack a hack would be like a herschel gordon lewis i said fuji was re- re- maybe looked as uh, as a hack i think he was just overlooked i think no one gave him much credit no one i just i think he was just there but nobody actually dove into his work at the time comparatively right. i think over time and, and people did and said like look this is this is great uh he was like a director for hire i don't think he he, he retired with any money based on the amount of movies he did you would have assumed he amassed a fortune but he wasn't he was like right. you know the opposite of argento in a sense you know uh now again when you look at this movie and see the sleazy i'm like nothing wrong with it i love it. I, like i said the rating's going to be high for it but i it it, it never I, I can't. It wouldn't be like a ten or anything like that for me, but from a right. from a delivering, from entertainment standpoint, from a gore standpoint, from a rewatchability standpoint, it, it it's there. Uh, the New York Ripper has it. But yeah, I there was definitely more more horror available. I'm jumping back to what you were saying. I'm jumping all over the place. So I apologize, listeners. But Dave, what you were saying is there were definitely options for us to rent. So I did see them, but they're usually the cut format at the time. Whatever was right. available on the VHS market at the time. Well, I did not have. I, I remember seeing Cannibal Holocaust was there. Make them die slowly. That Mondo Kane movie, The Face of the Death ones. There will be a couple random Italian movies there, I suppose. Probably not really any Asian movies at all. But and I frequented the same places. There was more than one video factory. There was more than one movies plus. They were around. It wasn't like it was just one store. So we yeah. bounced. We were and we would check them out later on. I got a store in the college section at the end of the 90s, and that's where the first time I saw the the, the ring, the original ring, uh, you know, Japanese. And it was uh, there was a place called Mondo Video. It was in the college section of town, and they had cult movies, and they had movies based on director and stuff like that. So that was a college crowd. I could see why there'd be a hunt for that, but I didn't know about it till later. But like. You know, as a kid in the '80s, driving around renting all these horror movies, these movies, a lot of movies were not there. And I've come to find out why I have some of the blind spots I do. Because if you're someone that came up and just started collecting all the physical media in the early explosion in the 2000s and the boutique labels and everything it became, then yes, you're going to see everything that was made in 1982 and '83, etc. However, no matter what the country is now, but at the time, growing up in it, they, they just weren't there. So there are cases where, yes, I avoided something on purpose based on the box or this or whatever I was feeling at the time. That I can't say that's not true because it's true. But the, the fact of the matter is it just wasn't there. I couldn't have walked in the store 
and and picked up a Suspiria and rented it or this or that or other movies. They just were not there. Some movies just were not even released on VHS or had a limited release, and then they didn't even get a DVD release. Then they didn't come out to a Blu-ray time. So I think that's what it is. I think there's like younger listeners or like people in our circle that kind of get surprised. Like, man, you know, guys like us from the 80s that have seen all this stuff, how, how did you not watch this too? And I think I've come up with it. That's the answer. It just, at the time, it was not available to us. There was nothing we could do. And it's weird to think about it because everybody now thinks that it was just all there for the taking like it is now. And it just wasn't, you know? I re- again, I remember Suspiria specifically having... Um, yeah, but the a, 90s, you said. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, no, think but like that. a video release. I just can't remember. They, I remember seeing that in their new release section because it, it was like, almost like, oh my God, it's finally available for order. Now, I, I, I don't remember if that was... It was either late 80s or very early, like 9091 or something like that. But I'm feeling like it was 89. I, I just, bet you that this is it. I bet you I'm going to show you a picture, and it's the original one, and this is what you're going to remember as being the one you saw on your shelf. Yeah, that's Jessica. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the one. I do. That was the I, one. Exactly. Okay. That's the one, yeah. Now, that was the one that I ordered in the early 90s, like 1990, and I paid $89 for it, It only because it was in the back of a Fangoria magazine. Yep. It was advertised. Dario Argento's Masterpiece Suspiria in the uncut letterbox edition. That's what it said. And we were so excited. My friend and I split it, and we ordered the movie from from the back of a Fangoria. So, but that's how we were able to see it. Movies made in '77. We've been running movies since freaking '84, and we were unable to see this movie, which we'd heard so much about in Fangoria and just in Fangoria. Outside of us talking, there was nothing else. Oops. So you had Fangoria. You read it. You read the video reviews. Yeah. You read. You learn things that way and only that way. So. But that's the bottom line. You couldn't even find these things. And it was like 1990 at least. And then you saw it, you said it in the 90s. So the outlet wasn't there. Like, I want to say House by the Cemetery for some reason may have been there. I remember that box in particular. And it was you know, gory. Because that's what got yeah. me into. So I did have a little bit of love for Fulci, but I really didn't know much about him. I, like, again, it was all through Chaz Bolin, I, I, I always think I'm fucking up his name, but like that and that writer, he was the one that like got me onto that, and I that's what made me sought out like on like Italian horror, and so I saw like I said, Gates of Hell, House of uh, House by the Cemetery, and Seven Doors of Death or, or whatever again it right. was called. That's what I saw back in the day. Um, I remember Manhattan Baby, but never rented it. Murder Rock. Never even knew it existed until freaking the 2000s, yeah. Murder Rock. But then again, you know I was kind of like you. I'm like, Murder Rock? That sounds stupid. Stupid. So right. then I didn't, I didn't rent it. Like, So I had those hiccups or hangups a bit. Uh, and then over only over time, I'm like trying to be a, a completist, not from a collection standpoint, from a, a watching standpoint, mm-hmm. with like rent or, 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 or seek out. I do have a question. First off, I'll rate this. I'll say it's 8 out of 10 for me. Oh, eight out of ten. It's seven point five for me. Okay, so, perfect. So that's right for there. House. Uh, sorry, not House. <laughs> New York Ripper. But I want to ask again, listeners, if you own the Blu-ray, was is a decent enough copy? Very. I found it was like very saturated, or like very white. I don't know if that's just the print of the film, but I mean, it's doable. It's watchable. You know, when when you have those scenes that, of murder that are in color or the colors, they work. But there's a four K of this. I want to find out if anybody owns the 4K 
I think JP has it, but if anybody else has it that listens to the show regularly, chime in, tell me what you think the 4K looks like, because I'd be interested. It's very expensive, but if it's a... That's what I was going to add to you, what you were saying is, back then we thought we were it was a great time to be a horror fan, you had all these videotapes. Now is a fantastic fucking time to be a horror fan, because not only do we have... We have the uncut versions of all those movies that were cut to shit, Back in the day, for the most part, right, some of them, right. some of them sneak through, but we also have fucking 4K versions of them that right. are the best they've ever looked. I just can't believe I dropped that. I'm <laughs> uh, that they've ever looked, and like you just got to be like, I mean, you just got to be happy that we're able to get all this, and and, yes. and for movies like movies like the New York Ripper, and, and like and and like if they don't. They have at least Blu-rays, but the 4Ks are rolling out for almost everything. I'm not going to double dip for yeah, everything. Yeah, too much. No question. No question. I'm only saving the 4Ks for, like I said, some of my faves. So Yes. Someone, or a movie that in particular you know is is so well made that it's going to really pop on 4K. That's that's what I can justify. But not everything. No, I'm not going to go buy this and that just because it's there. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be that much of a mark. That's, that's insanity. I don't have that kind of money. Even if I did, I'm oh. pretty happy with, with most of my, my Blu-rays and their quality. I'm going to grab mine quick because I have a different one. And I want to yeah. make sure I'm right about it. So let me see my copy. It's probably upstairs like the idiot that I am. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I left it upstairs. I think I left it up there. So mine is the, uh, what do you call it? It's the Synapse. It's the... Uh, it's the 2K scan. It's where they, they remastered it. Because they did the same thing with Maniac. First they came out with the 2K scan one. The, the, you know what I'm saying? And then a year later they came out with the actual 4K. Isn't it Blue Underground? I thought Blue Underground. Maybe it's... Yeah. The, okay. the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it uh, is Blue Underground. I said Synapse because it was in my brain because of the Tenebrae. Yes. It's the same thing with uh, with Maniac. Blue Underground, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's the same company. They did the same thing. And now I haven't heard anybody speak upon the New York Ripper, but all I have heard is just wonderful things. And I own it. I just haven't watched it yet because it's a 1980s. So I'm going to watch it about the Maniac 4K. It's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And I think the Zombie as well, which also was a Blue Underground. So it's a, a similar thing. And I've just heard that they're pristine. So if that's the case. I'm sure New York Ripper looks pretty damn good too. I gotta go to blue blueray.com and and look it up and see what they say about the 4K. But even though the 2K scan alone looked really good, looked you know it was so I was pretty happy with it. That's fine. I just but funny enough, the 2K of uh, Maniac, I didn't think looked it looked as good. And I remember watching Maniac the remake. And and the original, like within like a day of each other or something, one day, and um, the Maniac from 2012 actually looked better. And it's just a regular, just a regular Blu-ray, no 2K remastering or any of that stuff. So I remember saying, "Well, I'm glad they made the effort, and this Maniac looks better than it ever has before." But I think that they still left something. There, there's 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 more to be done here, and I guess they they rectified that with the 4K itself. So, well, did so you I see- don't know. We gotta get. I just realized the time, and we gotta get into our next movie. But the I Let's do want to just mention, but just quickly before, did you see the list of 4Ks coming out this fall? There's, there's. Well, we have Friday the <laughs> Thirteenth, which you already ordered. There's the the fog. 
there's Army of Darkness, which I know you don't want, but I can't wait for. And I feel like I'm leaving out. There was one, another one that was just announced. I mean, there's Poltergeist, but that was um, an import one, I think. Oh, I can't wait, though. Poltergeist is finally getting it. I've been asking for it for years. A 4K, a, a nice presentation. See, it's a Warner Brothers oh, problem. Telling video Drome and, and Return of the Living Dead. Those are oh, yeah, Return. Right. Which I've got the, the beautiful... Uh, to be honest, I'm shocked. I was surprised to hear that they were doing that one in 4K. To be honest, I know they're going to do everything in 4K because they I are. think the other one was a 2K scan and it looked good, but you could, you know, start see like it looked really good, but you could start seeing but rain the, come the, through. So I'm, I always worry that it, uh, pushing it to 4K will it actually be an improvement or not. So it'll be interesting to see. Are you talking about Videodrome? Or no, return? I'm talking about Return in this case. Oh, okay. So the return was the 2K scan, the last one that I'm, came out. I'm pretty sure I have it. Yeah, I, I want too. to say it was Shout Factory. Yeah, Scream, it's, it's I Scream. Say. Yep, it's Scream. It's, it's up, mine's upstairs. Cause I'm I just... looking right now. Because <laughs> I don't think it was. I got to see here. This is Hellraiser. what you're talking about. I'll tell you right now, Hellraiser will be one that I don't think 4K will benefit. Because the, oh, the 2K scan, <laughs> I don't know, because the 2K scan introduced a shit ton of grain. Like, it looks it looks good, but I'm like, what more can they do to this movie now? So, unless they can clean it I up don't know. somehow. I think they can clean it up. I think that's what it's about with 4K. I think uh, they can clean it up. So, anyway, this is what you're talking about, right? The collector's yes. edition? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't think it's 2K scan. It's just, uh, let's see. Oh, hold on. I stand corrected. Disc 1. New 2K scan of the interpositive. Yeah. Hmm. I've watched it once, and I remember being blown away by it. But then again, uh, I wasn't looking. I'll have to look I mean, and see. One of, it's one minute. of my favorites. So, I, I, again, Videodrome and that, like, I'm double dipping. There's no question because they're both favorites. Um, but it's all about that. Right. The, the price point was, the Army of Darkness price point was astronomical. Uh, that I was seeing that. Li- listed right now. Comparatively to, like, what Evil Dead 1 and 2 are, are selling for in 4K. But... I love that movie, and I never did get the special edition Blu-ray of it, knowing that the 4K was coming out. So I just held off, and so I'm looking forward to it. It just I hope that the price comes down a bit. Right, and it will. You just got to pay attention. You got to play that market, man. Just keep watching, and as long as they're not limited releases and they sell out, then then there's a problem. That's the only thing you have to worry about. So well, let's get into this. Okay. Let's, oh wait, before yeah. I, I'm sorry, I gotta say, hey, look what I got for my birthday. So, oh boy! Here. Just, just, just showing off because they're horror related. The novelization Ooh. of Reanimator. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and the novelization of Fright Night. Night. Wow, that's they, pretty uh, cool, man. I saw them on um, online, and my wife's always, "Can you just put stuff in your wish list, just so that I have things that you that's can, what I do can, that I can get you, so that I'm not wondering what to get." And she got me those and some and and some 4Ks. Uh, so the 4K collection is starting to be get impressive because again I'm not collecting everything, but I'm collecting the ones that have uh, uh, you know that I love my favorites and I guess like you said the ones that have influenced that I just know I'm uh, a that I I really enjoy and that just I know are gonna have the best version possible. Um, right on, on man. But anyway, well here's my wish list. Here's yeah, my wish shoot, list. Shoot it to me. Six or seven movies on it. Breaking the Waves Criterion Collection, $32. That's why I'm not buying it. 
Days and Confused, Criterion Blu-ray, $28. Star Wars Force Awakens 4K, $20. The Goonies 4K, $22. Willy Wonka 4K, $23. Scream 4K, that's down to $17 already, so that, that that's kind of nice. The Krampus Naughty Cut, $30 for the 4K. Harry Potter 8 Film Collection, $94 for all of them. Yeah, Halloween. The 4K, the new one that came out from Scream, twenty four dollars. That's my list. <laughs> so. Well, she got look that that those. She got me the 4K. Nice. Song and awesome. the one you just mentioned. Oh, sweet. And that. Oh, look at so that she, Scream Krampus. We have, we have very similar, very similar uh, uh, wish list, but because again, Krampus I had in that in the Blu-ray, and it was a beautiful. Beautiful. I had all the extras and everything else. I'm, I'm looking forward to that because it's a Scream Factory one. I heard the Naughty Cut's not significantly longer by any means. It's okay. But whatever. Hey, it's a favorite. It'll be on my list. Right. Yes. Put it that way. No question. No question. So uh, without, so that, that was our, okay. our, our uh, I guess we'll call that segment what we got. <laughs> <laughs> what we've got. What yeah, we're rubbing in a... that we got. Yes, sons of bitches. Right. Anyway. Let's our last movie, without delaying us any further, and that was my fault because I delayed it longer. Is Tenebrae, also from 1982, directed by Dario Argento, uh, an American writer in Rome, is stalked and harassed by a serial killer who is murdering everyone associated with his work on his latest book. Well, that's not entirely true. Not everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're not necessarily related. Like, yeah, when you think about the people, the actual actual victims, right? Uh, yeah, that's weird. Anyway, that was from the, right. the B. <laughs> They're not fans of the book, but they are basically what are being described in the book, I suppose. Is what's yeah. the word that used? Um, not genetics. Not not. Um, what's the word? Deviants or something like that. People that engage in deviant behavior, something like that. I see this movie as Argeno making a statement about his own critics and uh, and about yeah. his own work. We've discussed this with opera before. There was a few lines that happened in opera. We discussed it when we reviewed it way back when. I think he was just kind of doing that there, matter-of-factly, but I think this was like almost like the agenda of the film on top of having, you know, writing a great story with uh, you know, a couple of cool twists. The, the idea of, of, you know, people coming at him and calling him, you know, a misogynist and this yep. and that. And why do you have yeah. these deviant stuff and you know why you're killing women? It's and that seems to be yeah. right? right. Same thing. Except this guy's an author and he's like, well, wait a minute. And this guy's on the defense all the time and it's great. And then he even takes a shot at the one guy saying that these people engage in deviant behavior. And the guy says, well, wait a minute. Who says this deviant behavior? He goes, the one guy is gay. But so what? He goes, he's perfectly happy. There's nothing deviant about him. And the other person is a psychopath. Yeah. So, yeah, but but that's it. But he's saying, you know, you're you're making, you know, a homosexual man deviant just by nature. And he's this is 1982, you know, and he's saying, well, he's gay, but so what? And people have recently critiqued Argeno for some of his portrayals of gay characters in the, in the animal trilogy and stuff and that they're effeminate and this and that. And maybe it's insensitive for the time and he's poking fun. But see, I disagree. And the so guy I. and what I think. Yeah. He, he always has quirky characters. If a man happens to be, a, you know, gay and a quirky character on top of it, but not a bad person, they're not like, you're not making fun of him. Yes, he's quirky, but not just because he's gay. It's just another one of Romero, pardon me, of our general's characters. 
and we said I think we talked about this whether it be the last time, uh, but he, yeah, when we talked about Deep Red, because there there's characters he's always had those characters in there, and I think it's a positive thing. It's funny that that right. a negative spin, and again, this is possibly woke culture. Again, I don't know yeah. the article. I don't know. This is why there should be a horror movie called Woke. And, and focusing on all the and how this could harm us more so than evolve us. But anyway, wow. that's um, cool. I, I don't know if I'm I don't think I'm smart enough to write that that script without it just becoming <laughs> like a, a target and make me may, right. may just spreading hate or something like that instead. You have to insult both sides <laughs> to make it you, even. You never would. But but I, I agree with you. I don't think I, I and. I think you're right. I think this was his response, and he did. And you, you used an author, a best-selling author that had, you know, a book of work, just like he did, to to speak through. Um, it's interesting that in that uh, interview that I watched when he was retro doing the retro on on Deep Red, that he left this one out of some of his favorite works because I think this has emerged as a, a, a fan favorite. Oh, I mean, sure. I still, I still seemingly, um, I love it. I love it, but I've I've said that I put opera. When people ask me my favorite, I usually say Suspiria opera, for whatever reason. But this oh, yeah. this really does have everything else. It's got again, he's rewriting his own movie yet again, but with a with putting a twist on it. You know, we, we've got the artist answering to his critics there, but we've got the black glove killer. Um, and in fact, again, because no one should be surprised that we're spoiling here, but I'll say spoiler just in case you you've never seen this movie before. Which is if you have Shutter, it's streaming on Shutter. I mean, there are, there are places to see it. I think even Tubi has a lot of the Argento collection that, that are available uh, sometimes. But anyway, there are two killers in this movie. Two killers. Yeah. And and so the the killer that is doing everything so that you can't suspect that it's who is shown to be the killer at the end of the movie, because it would make no sense uh, because right. of the timing involved. Uh, that's that's how we get away with the first few mu- murders of this movie is that it's uh, it's uh, uh, really an obsessed fan, if you will. Yeah. Crit- critic, but but fan and and, and and it has his own agenda, but ultimately obsessed with the writer and his works. You know what? It's kind of like he's critiquing like the critics like. You know, like like um, Siskel and Ebert type of guys at the time who are saying this and this and it's trash and it's just about killing women and all that stuff because we saw, you know, all the things he said in the 80s, in the early 80s especially, which we're eventually going to get to on the Fangoria thing, but it started off this whole thing. It's just like, so it's almost like saying these people are just as bad. They're taking their stuff and, and, and they're actually killing people to to get their message through that it's wrong to kill people. And you see this type of stuff in in politics and in religion all the time. And you see people, you know, casting aside things. So I'm going to commit murder. Murder is bad, but the murder I'm committing is is justified because it's for this reason. So it's not really murder. It's it's more of cleansing the murderers. People put spins on things like that. And that's basically what this guy's doing. He doesn't like his work. Right, because it's inspiring deviant behavior and murder against women, yet he turns around and commits those same acts as if to frame this guy, the writer, or, or, or to prove that his work does cause crimes. But he's the guy committing the crimes. So you see this in real life all the time. 
you know, oh. or maybe not where they're killing people, but they're they're opposed to something, and then they start partaking in the same thing because they think that it's it's justifiable because of the the ends justify the means. That's that's the phrase right there, which is so wrong, right? <laughs> well, and, and that, that that's a cool that's cool. I mean, um, in prep for this, I mentioned I I watched the, the DVD and, I, and then I watched this. I didn't watch Unsane though again. So that's what I saw it. way back when on video, but they've included it in this cut. I just wanted to see what was cut out of it. But another thing that's that's great in this, um, although I heard some people uh, critiquing it, uh, is the gore and the and the kills. Again, you've got you've got Argento in fine form here with the art of murder, where yeah, where, where they're framed like again. I'm not entirely sure why when someone hears a spooky voice, they like go huh. Oh well, I'm gonna change my shirt. <laughs> that, that, that was a little odd. Like you hear the spooky voice, clear as day, saying something, and she freaked freaked out by it. And her reaction is, okay, well, I'm gonna to continue to to change. She takes off her shirt to put on a new one. But the reveal there is great because the the razor comes and slices it open, which is of course that poster that you mentioned. Yeah. And again, when we talked about the, it's great. The guy that got me into horror, or or into Italian horror. They there got you the go. Cover of Deep Red Horror Handbook, of course. Right. And whatever. So it's like great. that that's what uh you know, it's an image that is it, it just is great because it splits the cloth, mm-hmm. you see her face reaction, blood splatters up, and, and it's still and then you get then she gets sliced again. Um is she the one that goes through the window? I'm or am I confusing it? Or go, that's the, the, the other one. Not, and then the other girl gets through the, the sorry, not hair. the window. Not the window, but the glass stair. Yes. Uh, well, and then the falls other back, and which is the other iconic yeah. scene with her neck bleeding and the blood dripping down, or whatever. So that's two scenes. That that entire shot, that entire sequence for fifteen oh. minutes, is just oh, the tracking shot, which leads with to the, that. The tracking the shot work. itself, oh my gosh, is incredible, <laughs> right? And is she listening to the it, soundtrack. Oh, and the soundtrack. No, but is she listening to it? Like that's the funniest part. Oh, because it's that is. soundtrack, and Which then as the, as it pans up, comes around, goes through through all windows, looking at all the windows, beautiful, yep. beautifully done, and Man. then she takes the record off, and that yep soundtrack stops. That's it, because she even says the other girl says it's too loud, lower it or something like that, and yeah, you yeah. see that she did. So she is actually listening to Goblin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, it, yeah. you know. When do you see that in a movie? You know what yeah. I mean. It, and it's not done comically. It's just, it's just a cool thing here. She's like, yeah, look at that. That's what she happens to be listening to. But everything about that scene, the shot and the way it's set up, and it's just brilliant. And then those, and both of those kills, that whole sequence is just that makes the movie. I love that stuff. I love the dog chase scene. It might yeah. be some people might think it's silly. I think that dog is freaking incredible. That he even oh, yeah. thinks to do those things. That's crazy. I love you even the one start. when he backs up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he backs up, it's like trying to get a running start to freaking get over the. <laughs> the dog actually has cognitive reasoning to yeah. do that, which I believe is possible. I've seen my animals do things in my house where, like, like Lucky knows how to open doors with doorknobs. He he knows what a doorknob does in the house. He knows what its purpose is, and he when we go to bed. He jumps up and he whacks the freaking doorknob enough. He keeps doing it until it opens up, and then he goes into the bedroom and goes to sleep. He likes to sleep in that bedroom. That's where he slept when he was a, you know, a, a little sick baby. So, but just to think about some of the some of the things that animals do, I believe they could do that because I've I've seen it with my own eyes. You can see them reason things out. 
and like weigh things out and check. And it, I don't know. So I believe it's possible. And there's a lot of things that are done in Argento movies where, again, he'll explain it. But whether or not you're along with the ride, I could see some viewers being off put or someone not getting it. And I'll give you an example here. Like, for instance, that description mentioned everybody involved with the book. Well, that's not really the case. It's not, But there's a lot of people that are involved in the writer's life that happened to come back. Like the daughter that helps him with the plumbing or, or the light and whatever that comes sure, the in. Dog girl. Yeah. The, 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 the jailbait, the dog girl. She yeah. sort of pops back up like kind of like, like there's no, no, no real reason why it needs to be her for the dog, but she also runs and happens to go in that one door that the dangling keys are at gets in just happens to all work out that way. And if right. you really think a lot about it, you're like, well, that's a lot of convenience happening all at once there. But I'm willing to let it go because it's so well done. But there is a lot of that. And then she gets in there and she's in the lair of the killer. But so she's in the lair of the killer. And the it killer was, yeah, she was, he was trying to get rid of some, some of the evidence, right? Initially. And then left and then came back and caught her in there. And then, right. and then continues on his, uh, on his way. Right. It, you know, it is. It is a matter of it's a convenient thing to have happen, but that happens in real life sometimes, too. You ever hear like some story? It's in the paper or it's in the news or something. You're like, can you believe that this person just happened to go here? And then as a result, they were discovered. This happens all the time. You, you know what I mean? You hear sure, about even killers. Yeah, killers sometimes are being caught by accident almost. You know, like the son of Sam thing. He was caught because of a parking ticket. He doesn't go there. There happened to be a parking ticket yeah. there in that situation. Can you believe that That, that that's how he got caught? True. Same thing with the other killer, with re- Ramirez. Revelation. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You see it happen. It's it's stranger than fiction, they like to say. Can you believe that this actually happened? That the coincidence? What are the odds? Because I say that a lot. What are the odds that this happened here and that led to this? If you think about it, it, it's pretty crazy to sit down and think about it. So I guess you could say that in a movie. What are the odds that she would happen to be chased to this house and happen to know the um the uh, the uh, the other killer? And it just so happened to be. And it just it's like two birds in one stone. But now we have a reason to follow this girl because she's been introduced. Let's see what's going to happen with her next. Now they're showing her. Obviously, she's going to get killed because that's what happens. So let's see how and why. And then there you go, right to the house. They could have made it simpler. They could have just had the killer just be killed for some other killer for some other reason. Because all it did was get eyes on that property. And then it got the other two guys to come and look, Peter Neal and then the other kid to come and look. I guess, I guess the I guess also the reasoning or the way that the story allows for it is the fact that we're it's mimicking kind of like a thriller whodunit book. And so I think that uh. with those you, you, you do get these conveniences or or things that are thrown in based on the fact that they've got a thrill of viewer off. So it's like a, a wink nudge to the, the viewer because we're actually living this in real life as well, which is no different than him bashing himself over the head with a rock to knock himself out or see me pretend sure. to knock himself out, make him look bloody so that he's been mm-hmm. knocked out. Um, and really he's the second killer, the writer. Now I didn't read the, spe- I watched the special features. I didn't have enough time because I wanted to watch other things and I was painting as I mentioned earlier, but ultimately I want to know, has there been any explanation as to why it's spelled Tenebrae in the title card? But the book has the A in it. I don't know. I, I looked I and nobody, no, it doesn't look like there's anything written on it. I looked really quickly, to be honest. But 
Is it just, I know that you, it, and that spelling was, was linked more traditionally, I think, but then everywhere else, the book, how it's written in, uh, on, on the actual book itself, it's all with an A. And on the actual, I've always wondered. And yeah, actually, on, on the actual box is with the yeah. A and everything else. I've always wondered it too, because I know it's different on the book and I've seen it spelled differently. And then the movie spelled this way. And I'm trying to think maybe it was a rights thing, but how could it have been? Because what would the Tenebrae be? Why would you have to do it? Unless there actually was a book written that way and for some other reason, and you didn't want to do it. But I always found it odd that the three mothers, I thought always this was based on one of them because there's mother, uh, uh, how, how is it pronounced? Um, Tenabrium or whatever it is. It's one of the, you know, it's, it's so that's why, you know what I'm saying? there. I always thought that it had to be, when when I first heard about this movie, I thought it was going to be another Three Mothers movie because why would it be called Tenebrae? We got Suspiria based on, uh, on Mater Suspiriorum, you know? So why would we not have, you know, Mater uh, Tenebrium be Tenebrae? You know what I mean? But it, it's not the thing, but it, it also does come from that. So it's, it's weird. The whole thing yeah. is weird. I, no, I don't I, understand. Yeah. I don't. I, I never did either. Maybe again, it was his play on that. Maybe because everybody suspected, like he did Suspiria, then he did Inferno. So is he following up with the third mothers? And then so maybe it's his play again, being playful with his critics and being playful with the audience, uh, and decided no, we're going to do a totally different, totally different route here for my next movie. Not totally different because essentially it's Bird and Deep Red. <laughs> Right. Redone again, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like when Who's I say agreed? redone, I mean I mean again. It, essentially, him remaking. I'm not the first, nor will be the last. Him remaking his own movie again, over and over again. Black Glove Killer uh, on the loose, but again, he does it well. So why not? For sure, it's different though. It's different. It has different reveal than than those two. Does. Of course, of course, it's not like you know? a scene for scene remake, but a, no, but essentially not. a Black Glove Killer with. And this one, like there is a. a a flashback that we get that plays out with some really dream dreamy music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's a very, very confused, but you're, it's supposed to like, they link it at the end saying that the writer had was a present when a girl got killed and maybe he right. was, well, not baby. I think we're supposed to realize at this point, since it's played out throughout the movie, um, that it's very lucid because the only, we see it as the audience. Now, whether he's dreaming it, you know, throughout or whatever who knows but visually we see it as the audience um, right. and narratively it only figures into the end when you talk about this murder when he was 16 and uh, that he was present at the time but was never convicted of it so murder is in his blood um and yeah. i guess and that, that and he writes that about is, it and he writes about it so maybe that was his catharsis and then when he saw the opportunity he decided to act on it but there's Which is um, funny because if you think about what our general is doing here in poking fun at the critics, he's ultimately kind of saying that they're right. Like this guy actually is writing this stuff and he yeah. is a killer at the same time. So what's he saying about himself? You know what he's saying? <laughs> is it a wink at the end or is it a confession? Maybe he killed somebody in the yeah. I don't know. A confession. Well, we'll find out maybe later in life Imagine on his that. deathbed. Uh, John Saxon. We never mentioned John fucking Saxon right. being in this. He's right. great. I love. I love how they go through the Four. whole. The hat doesn't fall off. The hat doesn't yeah. fall off. But then when he gets killed, the hat falls off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind right. of funny, but uh -huh. I do like it because it is a. Oh, it's you! Like there's a realization of him knowing. Yes. The person is. that stabs him, 
Um, yeah. And and again, I don't know. I I guess they're trying to throw Jane as her name. Maybe make give her a little bit right. of because she's had female killers sure. before. So they're yeah. definitely trying to give her the the red herring. Um, yeah. You know, she wears red shoes, so <laughs> maybe there's that too. And it's linked yeah. to the flashback too, because isn't the girl wearing red shoes there too? Was, so there's yep. some sort of they're trying to do a parallel or link there, but then you realize that her and John Saxon are lovers. And does he know about it? Did he know about it? Does he care? He doesn't seem to really care too much about Until the end. Yeah. Which shouldn't even matter because he seems like he was in, kind of annoyed by her. She kept calling him and yeah. said, I'm just going to hang up on you. And the, yeah. it almost seemed like they were headed for a divorce, which maybe they were. Because when when he has the discussion, the discussion with Daria Nicolodi, when they're hanging out, she spends that night with him. And he says, well, for, for the past six years, we, we never had a night together all in six years. And they go, well, now we don't have Jane around to uh, to oppose or something like that. So it's almost like in the past we had Jane around because I was married to her. Now I'm not. That's what I took it as. Like they were on the outs, the way he was talking to her and everything else, or that maybe she still wanted to be with him, but he didn't want to be with her. See, that, that's kind of the vibe I got. They, may, they, may, like they, they also separate. gave a vibe that he was a womanizer because, you know, he's got this little crush on his on his assistant, but they, they only kiss. But then that other girl that comes in, he goes, that's jailbait. That's jailbait. But right. she automatically assumes something may have happened between them or something or, or whatever. And so he's almost like he's been brushed with this. I don't know. I, I, I get the well, vibe that he's got like, you know, this womanizing, he's had some popular or some, you know, success and he's popular. So it's maybe led to him oh, having groupies. Do, do authors have, I, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's just a smooth talker and his secretary knows him as a smooth talker because she's seen him in action. So she just, assumes like when she shows up to that place and he sees a young girl leaving the apartment why else would a young girl be in his apartment even though it's jailbait and she's 17 if you're thinking that if you go someplace and you see that that's it's really what you're, you're in a hotel what are you going to think that she's there repairing something that's well, the last thing you think she's doing the other thing that throws off the, the other thing that throws off jane just no differently than it throws off him from being the killer is they're both in New York or wherever at the beginning. So no one can get to Italy in record time to do that first killing, which is fine because it's neither of them. But just the fact that she's painted as a red herring is odd because she is in New York at the airport calling them from that payphone. You're right. As they, as they smash the bag. That's why I always remember the ending. Um, You know, when I, when I first got back into watching this, I think when we watched, um, it for, for, I think the 22 shot show, I'm almost positive it was for that show and whatever. I hadn't watched it in a long time. I do. Uh, and, right. and so I, I actually remembered the reveal. I remembered that the end end, but I forgot about the, the duplication of the double, the second killer. Don't know why I, I did, but I did. So then when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, well, it can't be him though, because he's, in New York or on flight at this time. So what, and right. then I'm like, Oh, as I'm watching it. And that was back then. I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. Well that explains it. But no differently than Jane can't be a red herring really, because she's in New York with them too on the phone. Right. So she comes to Italy on the next flight, I guess, because she's in Italy shortly thereafter, but they Very establish shortly. her right there. I guess it's to see John Saxon as we realize that they're right. meeting for lunch and having these little rendezvous or whatever. Right. But, Again, it, like any murder mystery, it keeps you kind of guessing, and I guess that's the playfulness of it. Um, and 
they they answer everything and there's some decent gore i mean when that girl gets her fucking arm cut when jane gets her arm cut off oh it's great and it paints the wall red (laughs) right phenomenal i agree i think he did that on purpose too i think he said okay you think i'm uh doing this stuff to women and everything else and now i'm going to show you what i i I can really do with (laughs) you know i'm going to go over the top a little bit with this climax of this woman unless everybody's blasting freaking red all over the place like like it's a a a samurai freaking movie or something you know which is the only time he's done that is in this we don't see on our general kill that way you do see some artistic kills and different ways it's done but with all that spray like that Man, I think freaking... it was it was art, but in a different way. I think, yeah, it's like an right. artist spraying his canvas. And right, that's, man. again, it could it be a direct commentary on him saying that art is murder. And so he literally made art murder or murder art there with the her her death blood or or her arterial splay shooting aerials or whatever the fuck I'm saying here, shooting the wall and literally painting it like a, a canvas. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, it's great, man! And all the kills are are pretty solid. The axe kills all look good. The you know the tearing of the flesh when you see it. The uh, the ones we talked about earlier, and um, the first girl too. How did the how did that girl go? The, oh, the 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 straight razor the shoplifter. Throat. Yes, exactly yes, like yes. that. And the book right. stuffed that's in her right. mouth. Pages right. of the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. How could I forget that? Yeah. So that's good. And that girl, Elsa, Mama Mia. She's been in a couple of his movies, actually. She pops in and out. She was also in, what do you call it? She was in, um, was it City of the Living Dead or was it The Beyond? Or it was one of those, honestly. It could have been any. She played the, um, the babysitter or something like that. But she was there. She was in Inferno. She was in something else. Very pretty. I'm thinking this guy. <laughs> when she hooks him up and like, he busts her in the beginning, she's like, "Hey, I could stop by your apartment." I'm thinking, I don't know who could refuse. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you know? take the book. You're able... on your own, your way. The... Yeah, couldn't have that job. I'd get in trouble. I know I would have. <laughs> <laughs> that the, how the killer gets killed at the end is interesting because when that that there's so there's this artistic structure in the house. I don't know. They should have done something to make it feel like it gave more weight, or because it looks like it moves at one point. It's like, it looks like it's practically tinfoil, and then suddenly <laughs> she opens the door, a piece of it falls off, and literally impales right oh, through him. I with, love it with such velocity that you'd figure it yeah. fell from a skyscraper, but no, <laughs> it falls five feet and goes right through him, razor sharp, right through him. But but I'm willing to forgive it. Because it's it's chrome, and he's trying to pull it out, but his blood and it's just oh. slipping off of his hands. He can't get like a, a like a doorknob, like you, you you're all buttered up from oh, popcorn, or right? And you can't open yeah. up a doorknob. His blood is making it so he can't actually grasp it to try to pull oh. it out. It's beautiful, and then she it just is. screams oh, and cool. screams and screams to end the movie. What an ending. Yes. Oh, it's great. And I never thought about it being such a short distance for those pipes to travel. But It literally you know. like goes like, right through them. Right? I never thought she opens about the that. Door. I mean, I get it. She opens the door. It tips it over. This piece is, I guess, too heavy for its own good. Shoots out, but fires across. Not even that far, but right through them. Like, if anything, it's going to do this. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe oh, dent him, maybe bruise him, maybe make him bleed. No, it impales right through him. <laughs> it's amazing. 
But I love it. So, okay. <laughs> this is it. This is it with this movie. Okay. So, let me ask you this. This is what I'm led to, we're led to believe. So, he decided to kill the other people. He didn't find out that there was an affair until after he killed the killer. And then he had no choice. And then he said, I'm going to kill them anyway. So I'm just going to make it look like maybe the killer was still alive when this happened or something or other. Because it wouldn't have made sense if he wanted to have this pinned on this killer that's in the area. Why would he then go ahead and kill the killer? You would think that he would kill them before he killed the killer. So it looks like, okay, yeah. these are just two more victims. But if he takes the killer out too early, that would go against his whole plan of killing the cheating couple. So all I can do is believe that he didn't find out about them cheating until after he took out the actual killer. Otherwise, it I, wouldn't make sense. I think, I think you're probably right because I think at that point where it's less about his story and him writing a, a murder mystery, even though they worked that into the plot, and now, now it's convenience for us, the viewer, to watch and everything else. Because right at that point, him... We, we it can't be him because we know someone died while he was in flight and then we they they put this right. guy of interest in and we he gets killed and then you find out he was the killer but the killings are still going on so then it's got to be you know is it peter at this point i i, I forgot it's got to be him at this point mm-hmm. and now it's it's all it's all that i guess him killing the guy snapped something in his brain and right. all this years of suppression had him uh, continue with the killing spree um, and just go that way. And, and he's insane. And that, that's Which, really, that's fair. I just wanted insane. to run it by you. He's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like that movie. Oh, there is another yeah. one called yeah. insane came out in like 2018 or 19 or something. Yeah. Right. Shot on that an was iPhone. Good, yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. But so I just want to run that by you. So you're, you you agree with that, that, that makes sense that, that that's the way it played out because the viewer, us as the viewer don't even find out that they're having an affair until after that kill happens anyway. No, and, 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 and it's such a weird reveal. It seems so Hitchcocky. Like, I watched it, I was, like, kind of laughing almost. It's like, he leaves, and then she comes out. It's like, you're just waiting for the dun-dun-dun-dun. It seems so right. soap opera-y in that moment. They don't put that stinger on. You're almost expected to hear it. But the reveal <laughs> of her coming out and him looking at her and them coming in for the kiss is like right out of a soap opera. You're just right, like, what am right. I? Well, okay. All right. So they're cheating, but he showed no interest in her before. So who gives a fuck? Like right. there should have been some more dialogue or something that hey, Jamie yeah, can work it. on this right. or something else. Like who gives a fuck at this point? So it's almost like, okay, so they're seeing each other. Oh, well, right. I guess it's yeah. not good form, but he, he was like, I'm just going to hang up with you, Jane. I'm just going to, hang up on you like whatever right. like he seems like he's so disinterested in her which maybe is why they're having marital you know woes i don't know but i don't know but that's why i question some <laughs> things in the movie when i question a couple of things i can only go so high that's what i'm saying and the other thing which yeah. is more funny than anything which is more funny but he just so happened to have that razor with the thing that with that, that split out the blood <laughs> on the off yeah. chance he got caught <laughs> By yeah, somebody, yeah. and it was like a last ditch thing. No different than the man of Carino, like in right. opera. Again, like he went out of his way to get it so that he could fake his own death. Just but again, case. a murder mystery. Again, you keep the audience guessing. But and man, was there a lot of blood stored in that thing because he yeah. sliced his neck it's with great, it. Though. Then the guy comes back and then squeezes it and it's shooting out. Still right? like, oh, yeah, there's it a lot of 
a lot of blood in that. I, I had one of those knives when I was a kid and barely anything came out of the thing. <laughs> yeah, I want one. I want one like his right now because I want to yeah. pull that trick on somebody at some point in my life. Yeah. I think that would be incredible to do that. Yeah, oh, horrifying for the person, but incredible oh, for well, you. If I did it, it would I would have felt that they deserved it. It would it would have something where I really got pushed to the limit, and I wanted to really teach them a lesson. <laughs> would you shatter their windshield first before you did it <laughs> with a sledgehammer? Yeah, that's what I'll do. If my wife decides, that if I ever divorce my wife, that's what I'm gonna do. That's gonna be the last straw because I'm gonna decide. Let's say I know that she's deciding it, or I have decided to divorce her. On the day that happens. I'm going to do that freaking thing with that thing and, and pretend I'm, I'm slitting my throat right in front of her and yeah. lay down and, and get up like a minute later and say, oh, well, yeah, just kidding. How do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. He just has that. Again, it, it it's great. It's playful. It's fun. I mean, I, I like it. I mean, it's one of those things that when you just, in retrospect, yeah, oh, it's great. that's what Argento does. I mean, it, that's kind of like part of his trademark in a sense, having these kind of, uh, crazy finales and and everything else, but he kept me. It keeps you guessing, and the framing of when the when the when the detective is standing there, and he goes down to pick up the knife, only to see the like the killer standing right behind. Beautiful. Oh, it's great. I love. Yeah, that. it is beautiful, man. Yeah, it's really well shot in in so many ways in the, in this movie. I mean, you can't take that away from it. It's, it's you got the animal trilogy, and you, and you got Deep Red, and you got this, and and you got five. Just you know just well-made you know jolly it's out of control they're they're great movies so well okay you what did you give deep red isn't that weird that we had two shows in all with our general yeah, and I this know. show happened to be all italian our general and Fulci. my uh i think i gave deep red eight eight out of ten and okay. i give this one nine and a half i don't i think i just hold that half point off just because of the fact that there is some questionable things that that are i still thoroughly enjoy the movie and sometimes right. can forgive things but it just there is a little just something there that i'm not giving the perfect score to no that's fair i get it i i have that's what all my nine and a halfs are about just something right and for me it's a nine it's a nine out of ten for sure oh, nice. and uh honestly it, yeah i have opera as probably a, a nine and most of these yeah. are nine that, that are high up and then our, our suspiria is my, my ten and then deep bro i said nine and a half but Honestly, Deep Red or Tenebrae, it could all go by my last visit with it. You know what I mean? They are just that's that it. closer. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's a testament to the fact that they, A, again, have rewatchability factor to them. Yeah. Uh, they're, like, they're beautifully made. There's art. Like, where I'm going with it, there's some beautiful women in this. And there's some nudity in this, too. But if you compare these two made in the same year, the ones that we did tonight, Tenebrae, and the New York Ripper, which make a great double bill, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. You'll definitely see New York Ripper has sleeves all Indeed. over it. And <laughs> right. Tenebrae is definitely more art. There's no question. You Correct. can't. I don't right. think anybody can argue against that. I'm not saying there's no art to the 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 New York Ripper. I'm just saying it, it's definitely its main focus is sleeves and exploit, exploitive uh, nature oh, and, and kills and everything. Yep. And Tenebrae has it, has nudity. Has violence, but it, it definitely is brushed with art. There's more of a cinematic art to it. Can't be helped with Argento. He just has that that flair. His stuff is artistic. It's just the way it is, you know. So, 
but that, and that's why maybe that's why I love his stuff. I don't know, but that could be that. That's one of the reasons, you know. But anyway, um, 1983, right? We got to come up with a 1983, uh, a quick, uh, a quick little thing here because pickings are slim. We may be able to just look right now and, and come up with five movies. Yeah, we were talking about. We knew we right? were doing it. Uh, Cujo came yeah. up. Cujo, we see. Yeah, we we've done so many others. We've done Videodrome. We've done Sleepaway. Christine. Psycho Two. The Dead Zone. What else is like there? We've done uh... the Dead Dead Zone. Um, Mausoleum. How did we do? Oh, Mausoleum? that was the other oh, one. We... Mausoleum. We did. We did. Mausoleum. We didn't do Mortuary. That was it. So we've got uh, Cujo, we've got Mortuary. What was the other one that Johnny Newpants uh, mentioned to us? Because he said it was, Oh, I don't know if we can get away with it, though. Because, again, right. from a retrospective factor, we right. always take the year it's made um, as opposed to the, the year it was released. So Because he was arguing that one of them was considered 82, usually talked about 82, but it was officially released in 83. Which one the was entity. that? The Entity. The Entity. That's I don't know. I don't, that'll be a uh, that will be a tough call because we have talked about it in in small, I think quickly, uh, but I don't know if we can get away with that because I really do believe we'd have to follow the eighty two standpoint. For yeah, that. we've already done it. Plus, it was something that a patron picked, so okay. it wouldn't be right yeah. for us to do something that eighty two and then and wedge it into eighty three. You know what I mean? I think that's just it. I just think it makes sense not to. So, but, but there's, there's Twilight Zone, the movie, there's uh, the Deadly Spawn. Yeah. So we've already done this. So now it's almost, we're going to yeah. have like a part two. So if you had a movie that didn't make the first, the first vote, then now's your chance. We could put, I don't know, it probably won't be nearly as much movies. There's probably only going to be like well, five. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll put like five or six to choose from. We'll pick the top two again. I don't mind doing that. I like doing that. It, uh, yeah, I think we said it was going to be yeah. Deadly Spawn, Mortuary, um, Cujo, and... Dead, uh, I, I already said Deadly Spawn. I'm, I'm already going through. I can't even remember the other ones that were that you were mentioning. Well, there's Twilight Zone. Twilight there's Zone. Um, a couple of slashers. Mountaintop Motel. Uh, Sweet Sixteen. Um, That's a dog. <laughs> I don't mind because they're slashers. I don't mind because they're slashers. Like I can always watch well, them. Mountaintop has yeah. a, a little bit to it. Sweet Sixteen. I just curtains. remember it being fucking brutal. But I think we've done curtains. I I feel I don't know why, but I feel like we've done curtains because we've talked about it enough. Huh? There's Blade in the Dark, more Italian horror. Yeah, <laughs> the Man too. too. You know what I mean? So we'll probably come up with like six that we'll look around and we'll put it up really. Yeah. Soon. Well, that's what we'll do instead of just listing off a, a, a bunch more for five more minutes. Right. I just hit my mic stand again. It has. I have to do it. Well, listeners, we don't know when Brandon's going to come back. We hope he's doing well. We will keep you posted, but uh, uh, yeah, we. It, it's, uh, I hope you're enjoying the show still. I mean, we're getting positive feedback, so yeah, <laughs> we'll keep true. doing what we're doing. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, if someone thinks we should add more guests or something, and you want to speak up on it or something, that's one thing. But I don't know. We're enjoying it. Seems like you're enjoying it. So I don't know. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Um, doing what we got to do. We're gonna probably have uh, some more discussion with Brandon about what, what's happening moving forward because it, it's been a little bit. So sure. we don't want to put any pressure on the boy, but we got to figure something out because I'm really concerned about the, the top 200 because it can't just be me reading it and then Christian responding. You got to have more than just that. It, it has to yeah. be a three-man show. There's no question that show has to be at least three people on it. So 
Anyway, and speaking of the top 100, get your stuff in. Just don't take it crazy seriously. It's not that hard. Just sit down, take freaking one day to think about it, maybe two, write it out, 100 for your best. The more points, the better. And just come up with 100 movies. Who cares? Just get it out there. We just want to get as many as we can get. I've, I'm excited about We're excited about I want to add it up. I don't want this to be, you know, I want to have close to what we had last time with submissions. So we got to get there. We really want to get there. So... Sure. So just do that. Oh, and it, people have been asking. So I'll say this: send it to email explodingheadshorrorpodcast at gmail dot com. Send it there, or just message it to us directly in the in, in the Patreon page, or on the uh, you can send it to me on Facebook and if you're in the Messenger, and that's it. So it, it's real easy to do. Just just get on there, and uh, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be a fun show. So yeah, but yeah. Gotta go. It's party time. It's it's summertime. I got a picnic to go to. I'm sure Christian has things he has to get to. So uh, painting. <laughs> painting again. All right. Painting the roses red. Anyway. <laughs> paint movie? the wall red, just like uh unsane. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what that unsane. is though? That song? Paint. Which one was it? Sorry? We're, we're painting the roses red. We're painting the roses red. Excuse me, please, but Mr. Three, my, why must you paint them red? <laughs> why? I know it, but I can't tell it to me, and I'll, I'll see if it's what I was rubbing around in my head. One more hint. They would surely lose their head. Since this is the thing they dread, they're painting the roses red. So is they're going to get their Wonderland? head off. Yay! I knew that would so, work. It was a yeah, Wonderland. Yes. That's not what was going through my head when we were first telling said it, but then your hint gave gave it uh, gave it to me. So off with their head, right? <laughs> awesome. One of my favorite movies. I don't care what anybody thinks. I adore that movie. Anyway, and I adore you guys and you too, C. And uh, th- thanks so much for for joining us here and having a blast. And next year will be 1983. Well, next show will be. I wish next year would be. Shoot, <laughs> just go back in time. And yeah. next show will be 1983, year of the year. And then we might even have a BS episode this month if we're able to get a third show out. And if not, we'll just keep doing this. Whatever. We're playing it by ear, having fun. So anyway, Sounds thanks good. again. Yes. Yes. Much love. Peace. Peace.